three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Desync Podcast. I'm going to do the intro today because uh, it would take us 14 intros if uh, Burks it was would. doing it. So <laughs> we have Yo, morphologists early. with us today. It is, it is 7 a.m. Or it's 7 a.m. for him. It's 8 a.m. for me. Uh, 8 p.m. for morphologists. So Morph lives in Taiwan. So in, in order for us to do this podcast, we uh, had to record a little bit early today. And um, yeah, we appreciate you being here, Morph. Uh, we do. And we appreciate all the love with the with the podcast. Uh, this is kind of actually a surprise now to me and Burks, like how well it's been doing and, and how well it's been received. So yeah, uh, as always, it's up on podcast platforms. So check that out uh, if you guys haven't yet. And yeah. If you guys um, don't know Morph, Morph uh, yeah. he's like one of our favorite, con I think the best star citizen YouTuber for sure. Like hands down. Oh, thank I'm you. Yeah, no, and I think uh, your work speaks for itself. If you guys haven't seen Morph, he does the architect reviews on YouTube, and um, I think that he is beautiful. He's someone who used to work in film, beautiful cinematography, um, especially in a game like Star Citizen where the camera controls are not always kind for anyone who has messed with the camera controls before, and so really impressive work from him. Um, I think really good insights. I don't think that I've ever disagreed with any of your architect takes like with the Gemini or like the Antares or like anytime like there's been like critiques to like certain stuff on chips I've always been like yeah I completely agree um and so when it comes to like design uh, like even like your new video where you talked about how to build ships in uh in Starfield it's so funny my oh, literally I watched that video multiple dude, times <laughs> more I'm not joking so like me and my girlfriend have like his and her setups like right next to each other and I look over at one point and she's literally watching your video. She doesn't know that I know you. She's watching your video <laughs> and she's like, I just watched this video. It was like really helpful. And I was like, I know that guy. So, <laughs> so funny. That, you know, that video actually, strangely enough, that if I look at my YouTube history from when I started doing YouTube, and by the way, this like yesterday was my YouTube anniversary from when I started doing oh, YouTube. Oh dude, congrats. Yeah, isn't how, that cool? How long? uh a long time now actually it's got to be man i think i started it back in 2016 earlier nice. than that no wait earlier than that maybe it was 2012 but i didn't like i i opened my account but i didn't post videos yet i didn't like start mm. it like i'm suddenly morphologist no it was just like yeah. i started it and then i started doing videos at some point um but anyway so like in the entire history of my video my channel that starfield video did the best i've ever had really for video wow. yeah it's it's like by far and away, it exploded in a way I never anticipated. So yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I can't believe how many people watch that video and it's still going up. It's going to be a million plus view video for sure. That's crazy. Yeah, Hell I caught yeah, it man. really early. So I, I didn't realize that um, it, it had yeah, been doing same. so well. That's that's awesome. Congrats, dude. Yeah, and then I, I did a second video right afterward to talk specifically about the ship in the thumbnail and that did super well, which is completely unexpected. Again, it's like lightning striking twice. Yeah. So... That's awesome, dude. I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, I guess design videos and because mm -hmm. your cyberpunk video you did a while back did really well. And Extremely well. All those videos continue to get views too to this day. Like they're all they're all close to one's like 600, one's 700, one's 1.4 million views. Like those did extremely well, you know, and it's not exactly a space game. So I actually personally love cyberpunk. So like I'm super happy that people liked them because that makes, means I, I think I can do some more cyberpunk videos. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Phantom got, Liberty coming up. Yeah, so I'm some really cool super opportunities. looking forward to it. Yeah, I just yeah. reached out to to um, CD Projekt Red and they just got back to me, so I might get a review copy. That would be awesome. Hopefully nice. before the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. awesome, dude. Yeah, congrats on that. Um, 
so for a lot of people like they know morphologists they know mm -hmm. that you got you've been like a pillar in the community for a long time but most people don't know like how you got started so what did it look like you getting started in this did you back before you made your first video did you um you know were you interested in the game for a long time and then you jumped into content creation like how did that start so, because so okay so um the story let's go back to the beginning so the name of my channel is actually based off of my uh my capstone project name for architecture and i just needed to choose a cool name and it was paramorphogenesis and i just took morphologist from that and paramorphogenesis doesn't have any specific like I made its own meaning. It's not like you can't find it in the dictionary. Neither can you find morphologists. So it was just kind of a cool name. It had to do with something that meant something to me. So I made it. And then the first videos I made were, <laughs> they were on uh, Daisy because I was watching Frankie, uh, Frankie 10 EP on PC. I mean, like you guys probably know him, right? Oh, like, yeah. He's like one of the most famous YouTubers like 10 years ago or what have you. And like, it kind of inspired me to make some really good content. So like I wanted to try making content. Nobody really cared because that space was already full. Um, and then, uh, Planet Side 2 came out and I want to do some content on that too. Well, not came out, but like it was popular. So I made some content on that and started to get some traction. But where I really started to grow was when I started creating content on base engineers, which I still love to this day, but I don't, I don't play as much, unfortunately, but it's like, a, it's like a building game. And, uh, I really started to like learn video production then and like proper like framing because then we I, I actually partnered with two other youtubers which i'm friends with to this day i started the armco community with where we made like this scripted series in episodes where each of us had our own perspective on the story and we would post every single week which was an insane schedule i have no idea why we thought we could pull that off but we did <laughs> it was like it was the most insane thing i think i've ever done and, and even to this day I, I i don't push myself that hard for youtube because that was like every waking moment of every day for a year with no free time doing like scripting and like setting it up. And we even actually had to hire people to help, help us set up the set pieces and stuff to make sure like everything was going to be ready for us to film and record and stuff. It was insane. It was like a full production. Wow. Um, but yeah, like that actually like shot me up like to 50 K subscribers, which was a lot for me at that time. Um, and still is, I would say that's a lot. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And after that, I, um, I moved to Taiwan and, um, I kind of, quit YouTube for about a year, um, went through a rough patch there in my own life, my personal life. And then I got back into it. And then from there, I'm, I'm now I am where I am now doing star citizen content. The reason why I focused on star citizen content was two reasons. I couldn't play space engineers anymore with my friends because they were completely on different time schedules. One's mm -hmm. in the UK, one's in the U S so like trying to get all of us three together is like almost impossible. Yeah. Um, and I had already done like a, a Star Citizen video. Like, so what's this cool game? This was back in like 20... This was during the Gamescom presentation where they showed off uh, was Delamar for the first time. That was, that was like, oh man, this looks freaking cool. And I bought a freelancer from that video. And from there, I just like, I started making a little bit of content, still doing Space Engineers content. But then like after I moved, I was like, I went full on doing Star Citizen content because I thought it was really cool. And I was really there got... live for that. And oh my I, God. Were you? Yeah, and I was, I mean, you could hear me yelling in the crowd and stuff. I was so, oh, I've man. never been so excited. I was it full was cool. Han it was really cool. copium up, dude. Yeah. I mean, that at was, that, that time, was one of the biggest events they did, for sure. At that time, there was nothing in gaming like Star Citizen. Like, the, the fact that you could have, like, fly doing a planet was, like, 
mind-blowing. Like, it's so commonplace today. We're so used to it. We're so jaded. Everybody's doing it right to some extent. You know, there's this whole thing with Starfield and not doing it exactly like people wanted or whatever. Oh, but man. everybody's trying to do <laughs> it, right? So, but then, like, you have to contextually speaking, like, it was mind-blowing for anybody who loves space stuff. And I was like, I love space engineers. Here's a space game. Looks like they're trying to do something amazing. And I was ready for it. By the way, I had heard of Star Citizen before that presentation. But during that time, if you remember, Elite Dangerous was actually announced. And they were yeah. both, they both had the same similar vision. And I was like, all right, which one do I want? And I actually backed Elite Dangerous instead. I mean, <laughs> it was an early backer. Yeah, that was I mean, a good and decision. It was the one... Yeah, that was because a good it, was, <laughs> it, it, it I mean, it was at the time probably because it had a product that was playable earlier. So, like a, a lot of the early Star Citizen streamers, they they built their channel up a little bit in Star Citizen, and then they they pivoted to Elite uh, while Elite was hot, and then grew from there, and then grew and grew and grew, and then Elite fell off, and they tried to come back to Star Citizen. That didn't go as well, but the but at the time it was like not a bad move. To pivot it was just maybe you needed to stay a little bit more in the star citizen space than just focusing on elite or whatever but mm -hmm. i mean i i actually at the time wished that i'd moved to elite um <laughs> because it was i mean come on i mean it's frustrating to play the game now no i mean today maybe today i feel that way i'm but, just kidding yeah. i'm kidding i'm in, kidding in, <laughs> in retrospect they didn't make all the right decisions. I mean, they definitely built oh, yeah. a game, but you can see with the uh, the, oh, yeah. the how it's kind of kind of trailing off now in an unfortunate way. It, yep. It's it's really sad. It's, it's actually kind of heartbreaking um, that they've just not inspired people as much as they have with Star Citizen. Is as little of a product there is as compared to it's just too dangerous right now. Yep. People are still more excited about Star Citizen right now, I would say, than Elite Dangerous. Yeah, yeah so. it's hard to make space games. Like that's something that, it is, yeah. that people really, I, I think that the general audience, like general people who play space games don't understand, you know? No, and it, it, it's it's so hard to communicate that. I mean, like um, we follow Star Citizen now and I think we have a way better understanding of, of how expensive and complicated this stuff is. So whenever we see somebody coming along and saying, hey, we're going to build the next Star Citizen, we kind of just like, yeah, yeah okay. okay. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Like, and everyone's like, this is going to be the Star Citizen killer. It's going to do everything Star Citizen does. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. You know, like, we have yet to be proven wrong on, on, on what we know from Star Citizen. So, yeah, I think what Frontier ran into is just the wall that is standard development, where you have a set budget from a development studio that's not focused specifically on the game, it's not crowdfunded. They have uh, investors to answer to, and the result is that it's too expensive. I mean, we know that from Star Citizen, it's too expensive. So yeah. that's why nobody's doing it to the extent uh, that Star Citizen is. So Absolutely, because it's like the second you make a game in space, your game has to automatically be space-sized, a flight sim, a you know FPS game. It's got to you know have the ability to transition seamlessly because people just expect that now. You know, like if you do anything less than that and everywhere you go has to be have content everywhere in the entire universe has to have content. Otherwise, your game sucks. And that's like the yeah. vibe that I've been getting from people who are playing Starfield. Is I think th I think that that's probably skewed to the fact that we are in the Star Citizen space more. So the, the voices that you're hearing are fans of this, but I don't know if the 
majority of people are like now no seamless travel this is terrible like worst game ever zero out of ten i think right i think that the the narrative we're on hearing people who talk on the internet no i think that's the narrative is if for the for like the talk shows and like youtube commentary stuff that people are saying but like the silent majority of gamers who just want to play a game don't watch they youtube don't care. don't care what we think yeah. they're just going to play the game they think is fun and starfield looks like a fun game and guess what it is a super fun game yeah. um but yeah everybody else is like hey why aren't you doing this but that's because that's in this youtube space that we listen to so it seems like that's the wider narrative when really yeah, fair people don't care yeah um but i i mean like on, on that point like i mean it's kind of a it's a, it's a ridiculous thing to have expected that I think it caught that quite early that they weren't going to be doing fully realized planets but yeah no yeah. It, it seemed that way at least it, after the xbox direct i felt like i had all the information i needed personally yep. um and so walking into starfield i was um uh, i guess i didn't i i wasn't underwhelmed i was overwhelmed you know like still to this yeah, day same. i'm like man i still don't know what to do you know like i feel like i have so much uh but yeah, I totally get it, you know, and if they ever release a Starfield 2, I would love to see their hand, I guess, at a seamless universe in terms of like maybe just like seamless space travel and then also seamless flight. Um, and then maybe if there's a loading screen on atmosphere exit, that's fine. But I mean, who knows? That's going to be 10 years from now, right? So um, mm -hmm. still out before Star well Citizen, but... Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you know, Microsoft just obtained, well, not just, but they bought Bethesda. And since they bought them, they haven't had a big hit. And this is their big hit. And this is like the biggest hit. So for Microsoft, I think they're going to be saying, do more Starfield, please, because we know that's going to reliably give us more return for our investment. You know, yeah. so you're I think not we wrong. Can, I think 10 million players, they said. Yeah, so far. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, like I, I, No Man's Sky had 10 million players total over the course of its entire history oh, wow. till now. So like th th that's a lot in a short amount of time. It's, it is a, it's going to be a, one of the best selling games. I Game think, Pass in is history. powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure too. Right. And I, I had made, I I'd made a tweet that did terribly because nobody cares about negativity, I guess, obviously, because I, I was, I made a point of, if you do the math and go, okay, you know, there was a $100 package, a $300 package, and what, like a $70 package to, to get the game? If you just put it at the lowest number, that's $700 million. In like three weeks, Starfield made more money than Star Citizen made in its entire history. Right? Yeah. yeah. In three weeks. And all it took was releasing like a game that isn't that like monumental in terms of tech. It just It just took releasing a game. It's almost like releasing a video game can make you money. That's insane. Yeah. That's Almost a really making a game could make you money. <laughs> With it's super weird. And, like things to do and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine crazy that. that works. That's crazy. Logan how are screens you... don't sound so bad to me now. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, and I tell people that is like infinite maps don't mean infinite content, right? Yeah. So yeah. How, how are you guys feeling about Star Citizen currently? It's I. This isn't a Star Citizen podcast, guys, but it's something that's hot in people's mind. They just released a patch yesterday. Um. You know, today is what September twentieth, uh, and we've got three twenty, and um, it, uh, there's mixed feelings about it. What What are your thoughts, Morph? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think my video. <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry, my <laughs> video that I made uh, at the beginning of this year that people gave me shit for. 
uh excuse my language i'm, I'm not sure how long how much i'm allowed to swear on this podcast I'll don't try to you keep it fucking swear again more if i swear okay to God. okay well you don't like i don't know some of them okay anyway uh i made a video another video another slow year and people gave me so much crap for that video and i was i feel like i was right on the money um it had there hasn't been a big headline feature this year there hasn't been that big tangible thing that the wider community the silent majority has seen and 3.20 doesn't change that. Patch. 3.20 fully loaded, guys. Come on. Did They've got a the lot trailer? of things. Oh, my but, God, yeah. You know, like, I, I could talk to my my regular gamer friends, and they're all going to say the same thing. It's like, so is, uh, like, do we have Pyro yet? What, like, what's changed? Well, it's basically the same. I don't I don't care that I'm not oh going to play God. it yet. Just, like, tell me when yeah. Tell me when you guys get to another star system. Like, like literally right now, Ten. it's been 10 years Star Citizen is a meme. The only thing that the wider community cares about is, is there Pyro. actual tangible progress? I'm sorry, but like an arena commander update is cool for us, but for the wider community, they just don't give a shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and to, to be honest, I don't either, right? Like, sure, I might play arena oh, commander here and there. I hope Gun DJ's Rush not is, watching. Gun Rush is fun. Like, it's really fun. Like, look. I have had a blast on Gun Rush. Like I've played I play it three Gun times Rush. on stream now, and I've I am absolutely enjoying it. Like it's amazingly I play it off good. Stream. That's how much I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I play it on but my you... own time. Like I, I was watching Burks yesterday, just playing Gun Rush, and, and my wife comes in. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm playing Star Citizen. Leave me alone." <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> she was confused because she's like, "Wait, I don't under can't compute. Why, why are you playing Star Citizen and not streaming?" But the, <laughs> when your wife thinks Star Citizen's a meme, I mean that kind of uh, says something. <laughs> my wife's the makes the they start they start clipping her and posting her on Reddit and shit now because she makes <laughs> she makes like the funniest jokes about it. She called it playable concept art, and everyone um, <laughs> like everyone went off on it and and posted on like oh both, my God. both Star Citizen Reddits. God, but that's so funny. Amazing. Yeah, but the. The thing for me is, is I was really disappointed with this patch. I, they, they come out, they say that there's an initiative for quality of life and I, and you see it, they do fix a few things and it's like, mm. wow, that's, that's really awesome. And then they push this patch to live with all the issues that exist, every possible career, um, career. So refueling cargo hauling, mining, and salvage all have major game-breaking issues with them. Uh, sound issue is a, a huge problem. It, it's There's... completely unplayable with that sound issue. I had to actually play the last half of my stream with no sound because it was a just... Burks it was like workaround terrible for, for you. I it's have a very workaround. Simple, but it, but it's, it's still ridiculous that you have to yeah. do this. So there's a combat timer in 320, which great update for, yeah, for good that. Good quality of life there, that's, right? That's Gotta huge. Give credit. Um, it, it were, it's flawless, by the way. I've tested it thoroughly. So until it breaks again in a future patch, it's flawless True. currently. Um, and so basically all you got to do is like punch your bunny in the face or, you know, well, probably not shoot them. Punch them in the face, combat log quick, join back on them, and it's fixed. Uh, it takes like 20 seconds to do. It's annoying, if but... If you're not playing with somebody, you could just shoot at an NPC as well. It, it, yeah, shoot like, an NPC. Like a bounty. You know, yeah, and then but you'd have to uh, join back on the same region you were on, or you wouldn't you wouldn't get back on the same server. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the workaround. It's annoying, but it works. Uh, but yeah, totally. That I cannot believe they pushed that live. Uh, there's some issues with the whole C that I don't Major. know if they got. I don't know if they got resolved. 
And um, these are like, this is crazy coming from, this is like their flagship for the patch, right? This is like when they released Salvage and it and the re Reclaimer was just completely broken. Um, like that's their flagship for Salvage. And so this just like really surprises me. Um, so I am, I am disappointed. Uh, my, my saying is 320. It's better than 318. Uh, so at least it's better than that. Uh, I have been uh, playing it the, you know, last night. I haven't opened it up today, but I will tell you guys that I got messages from multiple PVPers saying, have you tried combat yet? Have you tried combat yet? Yeah. Have they're all saying combat? it's great. Apparently hit reg is feeling really good and combat just feels really smooth in this patch i i don't know why but i haven't tried it myself but uh, apparently it just feels like shots are connecting uh which is something that hasn't been the case for a while now um mm -hmm. so i i don't know really what's going on there it needs investigating but i think it's a mixed patch i think if they just would have waited a little bit just a then few days just a few days or another week honestly yeah. yeah i'm surprised they release it in the middle of the week they usually release it like kind of weekend friday well, it's yeah, like Friday. My my thoughts is we're a month away from CitizenCon, and they want to yeah. do a .dot x patch. I don't know why. Yeah, that's their mindset, but that's what my thought is. But it's know. weird. I, I, I actually the think patches fixes the problems in the in the one that you released early. It's like, <laughs> what are you going to bring to the patch then? I don't know. I suspect. I strongly. I mean, I don't know if there's this much intention behind it, but maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Maybe they're thinking, we still don't have enough people on PTU. Let's just release it and say that it's released, but it's actually a PTU patch. Which is basically like they, so you can test so, it yeah, before CitizenCon. Yeah. Yeah. So they can test it before a lot of people start playing it, which, you know, I think that's probably a good thing if that is indeed the case, because they do need to get as many people in, as possible. If they really want to see if PES is actually being fixed by any of the things they're doing, they need the absolute most load they can throw at it. Otherwise, we're just going to be. And another six months of 318ness, and that would suck because, yeah, you know, like it's, I just been, I've completely lost interest in playing because, you know, invisible people and like desync, it's just terrible. Still there, by so, the way. Yeah, I've but heard. The, yeah. The, the, uh, the only problem with that sentiment is that I don't think we'll see the numbers that we saw with 318 until a 4.0. I think they, Me neither. they lost, they lost a lot of trust. They lost a lot of faith in their community on the way they handled 318. And I don't yep. think people are coming back until something major happens. You know what sucks is that, well, honestly, if if they implement server meshing early before 4.0, honestly, I would be I would be super pumped for that because if they re release it with 4.0, it would be 3.18 all over again, most likely. It probably should be in the Stanton system first, like around each planet before they ever do a jump point. I'm not saying there's not going to be problems, but I do remember the engineers saying that PS was actually harder than server meshing for them yeah, to pull off. Yeah, that's what they said. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. hope so that's the case. It was most of the work. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope that's the case. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I think that Star Citizen, obviously a really slow patch. My my hope is that this being such a slow patch means that 321 is going to be full of stuff. Um, but I hope we'll see. so. I mean... We'll that engineering stuff they talked about like at the beginning of this year end of last year we've seen or heard nothing about it recently which gives me it gives me pause i'm not sure it's if, if it's been shelved or not you know like that's got it had me so excited that we're gonna actually get some mechanics in the game and then like bounty hunting v version two as well 
sounded so interesting where you know what happens to that persistent hangers and halves were supposed to be this year that was originally on the roadmap if you recall right just like you know what happened to that you know they talked about it just at an isc but yeah it's just been a really rough year it's been um, on uh it's been on the roadmap a couple of times now <laughs> yeah it has been it's kind of again another meme it's yeah always, no for sure I watched year. a video uh, on their all the times they've talked about persistent hangers yesterday. It was actually really good. It like dated back all the way to like Aaron Roberts talking about or whoever that was. I actually don't know what he looks like. Gal got Gal got's a legend. That's, that's him. The guy that that no, that's the guy who posts the videos. Oh, he, he basically yeah. he um the, okay. So there's a database somewhere. I don't I forget who uh handles it, but. Basically, for a, for like a whole year, a couple members of the community went back to all their video content and put it into a spreadsheet under uh, listed under certain categories. So if they ever talked about it, they would clip out the the timestamps of the the times that they spoke about these things and threw it in that database. So Galgot is just like regular dude goes to that database, types persistent hangers, and then grabs all the clips from it and makes a youtube video from it and then uh yeah and then i react to them and it's awesome because <laughs> they're uh they're i i just there's it is so insane to go back like every, and every time it'll be like 2013 not so bad and then and then the closer you get to 2016 the comments get more and more and more insane until you get to 2016 and then it blows up with a nuclear bomb of insanity comments and then it all starts to calm down a little bit from after that still crazy shit that they say but it's much calmer but it, you watch their progression of just like absolute ridiculous ridiculousness leading into 2016 because that year was so insane i don't know how else to say it next that was the year. Most ridiculous year i've ever been a part of next year yeah. star citizen one year away there was, that was the only year that star citizen uh -huh. there was a comment in that video made in 2013 that said when star citizen comes out in two years oh god from the development oh god <laughs> yeah. it was like jesus they've been doing it forever man yeah 2016 was the only year Star Citizen was one year away. You know, it's two years away every other year. True. But answer the call, guys. So Morph, uh, a lot of people don't know uh, how you got started in architecture and something I'm really interested in because that's like a huge part of like who you are. Um, so we know how you got started in Star Citizen, but like, was this a, a dream of you like yours always to like be a part of architecture? Or was it like something that you like found along the way? Um, I don't know. I, like since I was a kid, well, a little background. My dad uh, has always been like uh, he's always owned his own business. Like at first, it was like cutting lawns and doing uh, snow removal, and I would help him when I was a kid. But then he did a lot of construction, and so I was a little bit interested in that, like kind of helping out with the family business in that way. But the other thing is, like since I was really young, I really love Legos. Like I love building things and doing creative things, like putting, making things from from nothing and. Uh, like I would spend hours just like making cool different like spaceships and stuff in the basement with like this big bin of, of Legos that we had. And I never would follow the directions of any of the sets unless I really, really liked a set. Like I would just throw it away and like do what I wanted with all the Lego sets I ever got. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, your parents were probably pissed. <laughs> no, they were really happy. Well, they were really oh, happy. True. Like because like I, my so mom expensive. even I built this like really cool pagoda like. 
like like architecturally semi-accurate pagoda in like color coded correct uh and my mom still has it and she keeps it on her like mantle which is really cool oh, that's awesome so um so yeah like that's that's i think how i got started really and then when i had to choose a career i, I guess it was like oh it's architecture films seems like a really good fit well actually first it was it was mechanical engineering and i did mechanical engineering for a little bit in high school i i started taking night classes to get ready like because I wanted to go to a university to, to do it and I wanted to be prepared for it. And and my dad had me sign up for this, or he encouraged me to, and I wanted to. So I took these courses in mechanical engineering and I found out that I really didn't enjoy it that much, actually. Most of what we were doing was talking about part design and, and like I knew because I lived in Wisconsin, I'd probably be working for Briggs & Stratton, which is a really big company that makes mm. more engines. And I really didn't want to do that. Uh, I, I mean, like as, as, as cool as that might be, like I don't want to like downplay it and you make a ton of money too I should mention like it's a really well paying job it didn't like satisfy that creativity and like mm -hmm. I noticed I was in a lot of concrete block windowless rooms and that's like where engineers live and I I wanted to I wanted to see a little bit of the light and be a little bit more creative uh with my work so I decided to switch to architecture and I don't regret it I really really enjoy architecture mm. so what what made you think like what was the moment that made you think of the the switch i mean you and i have talked about it a little bit is i found my interest in architecture through um oops we screwed up uh with me and my college advisor you need to take a class in order to graduate uh so here's this really easy class architecture go take that i was in literally my last class on the day i graduated college so and, but then I found out that I was like, I, re I really enjoy this. I really think it's cool. And I wish I found that on my first day of college because maybe my life would be a little bit different. But the, well, I'm happy with my life. But yeah, the, but I would maybe be doing something different. But what was the moment that was like, yeah, this is what, why I'll pivot or, you know, um, I, don't know. I guess because I, I, w I went to a tech, technical college to start off with before I went to university because I mm -hmm. started when I was in high school and that uh that that tech university that tech college had um architecture classes as well and so I decided to start taking architecture courses I actually already completed like a certificate in engineering at that point okay um and and like I said I was just I wasn't sure I really wanted to go forward with that it just didn't it didn't really drive me as much i wasn't as interested mm. i could do it but i wasn't as interested in it so i went i went and took i took this course with this practicing architect who we were just talking basically we we're doing like basic level drafting and design and um the architect started talking about like uh the intention behind his floor plans like he always arranges a window across from a from an opening to extend the space outward and that was like oh that's very interesting like there's a lot of thought that went into it. So there was a mechanical component to it. There was a know-how to it because you had to understand, you know, spans and, and regulations and stuff. So there was still a mechanical component that I enjoyed, but there was also this creative component with it as well that was a little bit more um, intangible, I guess you could say. There was, there's no way you could calculate a design in the way that you can calculate an engineered device. So I just thought that was really cool because it like it was more like Legos a bit, I think, because yeah. I didn't mm -hmm. like following the directions. I, I liked exploring what could be. And so I guess that's where I kind of was able to be a little bit more free with my uh, my creativity. And at that point, it, I, I think creativity is something that you kind of develop over time. It's something that you you have to keep doing in order to 
uh, become better at. You're not just immediately really good. I look at back at my old stuff and was like, wow, that stuff's garbage. What was wrong with me? <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it was from there on I started developing my my design skills. So uh, yeah, that's that's I guess that's how I started. And then I went nice. to I went to university, went to UWM, and got an undergraduate double majored with uh, Chinese as well because I I had to take a language it was required for um for my degree. I was like, I don't want to forget this like Spanish. So I was like, I'm going to commit. I'm going to actually go all the way. I want to learn this language. And I actually, actually did. And now I'm in Taiwan. So that's, that yeah, led it somewhere. Out for you. <laughs> it yeah. did work out. Actually, yeah. I, I heard you speak Chinese just before the podcast. And I was like, oh, I never heard him. I didn't know if you were fluent or not, actually. And I was like, oh, okay. I figured cool. that he was. But yeah, that's the first time I've heard you speak in it, too. That's, that's so crazy. I um. Like I'm dyslexic, so I barely speak English. Well, to be honest, um, but I, I wish that's a skill that I really wish that I had. Um, one of my dreams is to like, like try really hard to learn another language and then go to that place and spend like a month there only speaking that language. I think that would be like insane. I think that'd be so cool to just be like fully immersed in like that place, that culture, whatever. Um, would be so cool. So it's, it's, I think really cool that you get to do that every day. Um, so yeah, well, it, it is, it is really cool. It's challenging though, because I wouldn't say that I'm absolutely perfect with it. There's some language that I never learned in university mm. that I need to use for architecture. So there's a lot of specific vocabulary to that and regulation mm. related stuff, which is not, it's, it's, it's like technical, techno babble kind of, you know, language. It, it's, it's different than spoken Chinese. So it's, it's harder to understand. And I need to use translators or ask for help for, for some of this stuff. But I know most of the regulations now. And I, I've been trying to continually develop my vocabulary for architecture as I'm here. God, so, it's such did, a complicated did, language. Yeah. Continue. How did you end up in Taiwan? Like, um, obviously, Wisconsin, Taiwan. Well, it, it little, goes little back different. to. It goes back to the language decision. So like yeah. I had the like I was really interested in Japan since I was a kid and I had glanced in the Japanese class and it was packed with people. And I was like, oh, man. All right. Well, I, I like I, I kind of wanted to try something a little bit different. So I was like, all right, what about Chinese? And, like there was hardly anybody there. I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Seems like why is nobody here? All right, I'll try it. And like most of the people even quit that class afterward, even though it was a small class by comparison. Oh it was so hard. Yeah, like we, the Chinese program at my university was so tiny, which is weird because, you know, at that time, China was still like it was still growing. Like everybody knew that it was going to be a big deal. Being able to speak yeah. Chinese is going to whether you're working for the military or you're like working in business, like there's a lot of different reasons why you might want to learn Chinese. Yeah. So uh, it, I thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, so, yeah, went after that. But anyway, so like part of the program is. Uh, you study abroad if you continue on with the program. So if you go past this, the the minimum that re they require you at my university to get your degree, uh, they say, all right, you should study abroad for like a semester to a year. Oh, wow. And I was I was like, all right, where do I want to go? Well, I, I'm not really so interested in going to China because I was uh, a little bit worried about going to China. <laughs> and um, my my teacher was of a Taiwanese, and she was like, you can go to Taiwan and study. I was like, all right, cool, I'll go to Taiwan. That sounds fun. And I went to Taiwan. And at the time, I had a I had a I had a different girlfriend who wasn't my wife, and and she was like my language partner, um, and uh, so they, like that had multiple reasons to be interested in going to Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she, she's like, don't bring she her. She's me. I can giving me the stink eye right now. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. I didn't yeah. marry her. All right. 
This is my ex-girlfriend. So anyway, <laughs> we hate her. But, Honestly, she's yeah, the worst. Yeah. Don't yeah, don't talk. We don't talk about that. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, yeah, no, like I had multiple reasons to go. Initially, it wasn't had, it didn't have anything to do with the relationship, but that's why I ended up staying afterward. So like after I went and studied the second time, I went to uh i went to look for jobs and stuff uh to see if there was any opportunities in architecture i found a really good one came back and and then you know the relationship kept me in taiwan so and i'm here ever since and i enjoy my job and i enjoy and i, I love my life with my wife <laughs> so plenty of reasons awesome. to stay yo funny yeah. would you ever come back uh given obviously uh, the the world situation Honestly, like the world has changed so much since I moved here in just these five years. Um, and you might say, well, wow, Taiwan sounds dangerous, but like, you know, mass shootings have gone up so much. And I don't want to get too much into things that hit home too hard for people, but it's a reality that we all as Americans have to deal with uh, when we're in America that sh mass shootings happen so frequently right now, right now. Like when I was in university, I remember like often getting emails every other week that somebody got robbed at gunpoint. So be watch out at this and this block. There are people preying on students here, stealing their laptops. Watch out. And then a little bit later, towards my master's degree, there were start there started to be home invasions. People were breaking into other people's homes and stealing stuff. Yeah, well, wow. at gunpoint. Um, and um, I know I know maybe people maybe people will say, well, it just maybe it seems like it's getting worse because there's more news covering it now. But I actually think it has gotten a lot worse. And and I'm. And they also got our healthcare system and stuff, which is like the most expensive in the world. You go get an x-ray, like my dad had to go get an x-ray. It's like $5,000. It's ridiculous. Going to, to the ER is like $10,000 plus. Like if you have to take an ambulance for any sort of reason, it could it could bankrupt you. It's I mean, even with insurance deductibles, it's insane how expensive our healthcare is. And here it's a... It's it's partially covered by the government and you pay into it, but you you know like I can go see a doctor anytime I want and and they have the same. Check this one out. This this one was fun. So it's great. My wife broke her toe. Yeah. And um, we we have health insurance through her job and everything, and we look for because um, it was pretty bad. So they were like, yeah, you you know, we got an X-ray. It's broken. Not much we can do. Go see a podiatrist a podiatrist whatever the foot doctor is and we go to look for an anybody in our coverage 60 miles not a single one so we just have to go to and pay out of pocket because there's nobody within an hour drive of to, that will cover under our charts so like what's the point of even paying for it anyway so yeah, it's, dude, it's yeah. nuts man insurance she really employment sucks. tomorrow actually it, it does is someone who uh, like i'm self-employed and i'm not married Right. So I'm not like tacked on anyone else's insurance. Um, I'm I'm completely without it. And so I haven't been to a doctor in literally like 10 years. Um, yep. Anytime I get sick, I'm just like, well, you know, it's ride or die, baby. And then not only that, but also I just went and saw a dentist for the first time in like six years. And they were like, we're so surprised that you don't have like gum disease or something. They're like, you must have taken like really good care of your teeth. And I, the reason why I went and saw them is because I have, a, I had a, one of my back teeth was chipped, um, $2,000 to get it fixed, yeah. $2,000 to get it fixed out of pocket. Um, and I didn't even do everything they wanted me to do. They were like, you have like these small cavities here and whatever. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be like $5,600 for everything. And I'm like, mm, I'm good, bro. You know, what's a cavity? Who, who cares? You know, like what, what's wrong yeah. with a little cavity? 
I mean, we're we're starting to delve a little bit into it, but it's, it's part of the re- part of the problem with our healthcare system too. It's like you're so afraid to go to the doctor because of how expensive it is. You just let things that could be caught early on go, and later you pay for it. Yeah, pretty badly. Yep. But yeah. what can you do? I mean, like it's terrifying. So yeah, it, it it's great. Like I I can go and and see the doctor if I have any kind of issue that I'm I'm suspicious of, and I do, and you know things things get caught so absolutely also, morph was able to get a gpu during the gpu crisis like which oh true. yeah by the way is amazing <laughs> because uh like a lot of the major like asus is here uh gigabyte is here um, smc is here like make like 80 percent of the world's micro advanced uh, semiconductors so like it's pretty cool like when it comes to tech they're stacked full of shelves like during that gpu crisis like the entire shelf was packed full of 3080s it's like i took yep. a picture of it I just went to a store and grabbed one by hand. I was like, I'll take that one. Thank you. All right, cool. I'm going home. I'm putting it in my computer. It's amazing. Want, do I want that one up there? Or do I want that one up there? Like, that's got to be a nice feeling. But I think the lesson to learn cool. here is that nowhere is perfect, right? Like, and this is yeah. why, like, I hate talking about, like, politics on my stream is because people will mm-hmm. be like, my Democratic or my Republican senator, blah, 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 oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm sure and we I'm like, get some comments, th- but this like, is, who cares? This is what I like to tell people. It's like, dude, they all suck. Humans just suck in general, you know? And I'm, I've am i like given up on living in a perfect place or living in a perfect world because when it comes to humans, it's just like everything downhill from there. And obviously, there's good people out there. I'm, I'm not underselling that. Obviously, we're oh, yeah. on the podcast with good people. But when it comes to people who are in charge, for some reason, it's like the worst kind of people who just want money, power, fame, who like rise yeah, to the top. It's a human, it's a human failing, and it's yeah. everywhere. There's corruption and greed everywhere, and it, it corrupts our entire world. Yeah, unfortunately, and like we're enti- entirely paying for it for uh, us normal people. When none of us are in the top point one percent, are we? So we're not. None of us are multi billionaires. Yeah. Not Elon Musk. Mm. So exactly. we're all the fodder, right? So that's what I would say, right? If you want like a yeah. perfect life in a perfect place, you got to be, you know, fuck you, money rich. And yeah, that's, and, and that's about I, it. I want to say, as, as good as I make Taiwan sound, like the healthcare system is amazing. The public transit system is like probably one of the best in the entire world. You could wow, pretty much that, eat actually. off the floors. It's that clean. It's incredible. Like they don't want you to eat, and people actually care about keeping stuff clean here. Um, but it still has a small amount of poverty. That's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is real estate prices. So like oh, yeah. a lot of people look at real estate as an investment and on a small Dude, island yes. with a little bit of like not that much place to, to buy a house. Um, like the, the real estate prices are, I'm talking New York levels and the yeah. income is not New York levels for a lot of people. So most people now can't afford to buy a house. They can hardly afford to rent. So a lot of people are actually, and this is not even just here. Like it's happening in California and in New York Florida too. People as well. are, China are living as well. together it's a huge now. Problem. Yeah, we're going back to like you know like uh, turn of the century Victorian era where people had to chop up houses into little tiny apartments to be able to afford to live, uh, you know, in a, in a house with a roof. And that's kind of the direction a lot of the world is going. And Taiwan is included in that. Like I think a house. Uh, like 650 square foot house could cost you over a million dollars here. So oh easily, yeah, have, over a million US dollars. Three of those. My house is three of those. Yeah, my my house is like where I live is about the size of like a room and a half I had at my house in 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 Milwaukee, yeah. and it's it's he's like 1. 1.2, 1. 1.3 million dollars. 
I didn't buy it. I'm renting it, so I can't that's afford wild. it. Like it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah, that's so yeah. crazy. Like, in it's majorly comes down to what you said, which is investment. And this has been a rising trend in the U.S. over the last like decade. Um, it, it definitely happened before then. Don't get me wrong, but over the last like ten years, you've seen an exponential growth in people who have decided, you know, what, I'm going to do what because this is what they don't really have like a proper stock market in China. And so what was happening for a long time is people were doing what you're saying, which is. Uh, and I'm sure it's happening in other related countries as well, like Taiwan. Um, but people were buying property and as an investment, and it got so popular that people were going like five ways in on a property that didn't even exist yet. They were like, yeah, here's a bid yeah. for a property that doesn't exist yet. And that's actually the issue right now is that a lot of the companies who build the homes that are like promise homes that people have invested in with the hope that they'll go up in future or appreciate in the future are not being built because they're running out of money. Uh, and so the, they're not building. The corruption, I know actually pretty a lot about this. There's there's so much corruption in that system that a lot of the money gets siphoned away from the funds to build the structure. So they're constantly relying on the next proposal for yeah. the next building to be able to fund the previous building or the, the building before the previous building. And so hmm. they're always in this... Like they're always running before Sounds this tidal familiar. wave that if it catches them, <laughs> they're they're dead. And then you know this yeah. has happened with a number of these big investment companies in China where it caught up because of the the global economy going down and people not having enough income to afford stuff. So, yeah, I mean it's not as bad here in Taiwan because it's regulated and they put up regulations to stop that. But it's still happening. And the thing is, it's happening everywhere, uh, and it's a self fueling problem because you know. Big investment companies and individuals even, they put their money into this and it affects the economy uh, yeah. in a way where like you, people have this money in the economy, people have this money in these investments. And if those investments go down, it could really severely detrimentally affect the economy. So if you just suddenly take that, uh, that ability away from people or drop those values, then the market value goes way down yeah. and people lose all their money. So what do you do? It's like, it's a complicated big problem. Yeah. It's a, it's really, a very complicated it's issue. It's a really complicated problem. Um, well, the best time to do something about it was 10 years ago. Second best time, yeah. I guess, is yeah, definitely. right now. But it's a, it's a ticking time bomb for sure. And not just in Taiwan, not just in China, but the U.S. too. Um, and definitely oh, like man. where I live is like been majorly affected by it. I live in Austin, um, which is like uh, probably the most. Well, I mean, maybe aside from da Dallas is the most metropolitan area in Texas, but uh, it's expensive here. Probably, I would actually say definitely more expensive than Dallas. Um, and uh, it, it's been crazy. A statistic that someone ran by me was that 30% of homes in Texas are bought, but unoccupied because they're bought by yeah. um, companies and all that shit, who yeah. aren't even turning them around and trying to sell them for a profit. They're just sitting on them. They're like, yes, okay. that's happening here too. You yeah. can go to like some of these new projects and you'll see like let like 10% of the lights on in the house in the entire building at night. New York City and also a lot of the new buildings. Don't have, there's nobody in them. They're not even renovating them. They're not renting them. They've got so much money they don't care. They're just waiting for the value to go up so they can sell them or or whatever. I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's ridiculous. They don't do any upgrades. They're it's literally just yeah. like a it's a time capsule. They say, we're not going to do any upgrades. We're going to turn the power off. We're going to turn the AC off. We're going to let it sit for five years and we're, we're going to sell it for a hundred thousand dollars more. It's, yeah. it's wild for black filled with black mold. And, and I mean, I guess that's what happened here. You have to leave the AC on here. You can never have it 
uh sure because it's so have it off. it's so humid it's there so humid yeah, yeah. texas it's, is dry still right so it's it's drier it's not dry but um yeah so until they they conquer the problem but it's like i don't even blame companies or people for doing that because like y you make so much money out of it like until there's regulation stopping it uh, like i don't blame people for doing it right because it's I, like I why bought my house you? in 2011 the amount it's worth now versus what i paid for it is astronomical um it's crazy and i i tried to buy more homes i literally tried to be like uh a landlord basically because i was trying to figure out a way to get out of poker and this was like the most lucrative thing possible and it, it was like why wouldn't i do this and every time i tried so i i was like you know taking the equity out of this house and and trying to get um get another one and every time you're trying to get a house that could uh be like you know fit within the numbers to to make sense there was a cash offer. I was every single house I offered 10, 20,000 over asking. And there was a cash offer that was crushing me. Dude. It was just like, what the fuck? Dude? Before COVID, it was, it was wild. It was, nah. wi it was literally like you would put up a house and like it, my, my mom has worked in real estate for like 30 years. Um, and it was like, you wouldn't have to advertise houses. You wouldn't have to upgrade them. You wouldn't have nope. to do anything. It's like, oh During yeah. COVID you, in Florida. It was, was bad still? No, it was booming like crazy oh. because everyone wanted to come here because we were like, sure. COVID? What COVID? This isn't real. Like, and, and like, I was back to work in three months and within six, we didn't even have to wear a mask anymore at work. It was like, it was crazy. So everyone was like, freedom and everyone wanted to move here, but there was no housing. So it was just nuts. So people were selling their houses for like way over. Uh, their value and and the thing is is the value hasn't gone down they just it is and it probably won't it is, it is leveled out at, at the covid prices pretty much yeah. i can't believe what the houses in, are selling for here it's it's My wild house is a piece of shit and it's it's <laughs> it's like nearing 3x what i paid for it yeah i i bought a house in yeah. 2018 yeah. uh, i think or 2017 and I recently sold it to move to Austin and I made, I made a hundred K profit on it. Yeah. Like, and I was just in like some random cul-de-sac in North Fort Worth. Now to, to be fair, I did upgrades to it myself. Okay. Right. Yeah. So like I did improve the home. Um, but it's like, it, still, I was like shocked. Like when my yeah. agent, which, you know, was my, my mom, um, you know, told me thanks, to, mom. thanks mom. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like, why would I use anyone else? Right. But, yeah. um, when she told me to list it for a hundred K more than I bought it for, I was like, are you crazy? You know, like, what, what are you thinking? Like, there's no way, uh, and it's old, it's old. And we, you know, we had multiple offers and stuff. It was, it was wild. Um, and this wasn't even peak. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a finance and also real estate <laughs> podcast now. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's just, um, it's, it's something that I feel like everyone has to deal with. And, um, it, it's a sensitive topic, right? Because some people are like, you know, oh, yay, capitalism, you know, like l let the monster keep growing. And some people are like, we got to stop this. Um, and it's crazy. Cause like, do you either trust companies or do you trust the government? And that's a, that's a hard coin to flip. Right. Yeah. Um, depending on where you live. Right. So, uh, it's, it's tough. For sure. Before before we move on, what's your what's your dream home scenario? What does it look like? Oh, 
I would start, love, start with morph i would love or, no no no. I'm, i want to hear from morph specifically yeah, i don't yeah. i would have a good answer for this i would i would love a three-bedroom home high-rise condo with a good high-rise okay. with a parking with 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 two parking spots that is a okay. lot to ask for it's very expensive it is. that is a lot uh, to ask for I mean, you gotta have you have to the have parking dreams, spots right? are the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, they're they're about as much as a house used to cost. So Jesus, it's pretty insane. I think yeah, so. I go ahead. No, no, it was, no. That that's it. Yeah, they're, it's insane. It it's crazy. That just sounds so reasonable to me. You know, like that's so reasonable. I think it's like here. I think that would go for like a third of what what you pay in Taiwan. But yeah. it's like obviously, you know, it's it's just the difference, right? People live everywhere. Um, but, um, man, I just, I wish that wasn't such a crazy request. I've seen some of yeah, your, your recent interior work, by the way, the one that you did for that client that you were allowed to share on, uh, Twitter. Yeah. On. It looks yeah. really good. It, it looks thank really, you. Really thank good. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a moonlight project I'm working on for a, a private client. I'm also doing a lot of work. You can check out my Instagram or, um, uh, yeah, you can check out my Instagram. I have some I have some work that I posted that I've done for the company here in Taiwan. I'm doing a lot of residential high-rise building uh, stuff. And we, we have a couple of projects by, that are public projects, which are more like artsy, I guess you could say. Um, I kinda, there's a little bit of a mix. It's pretty cool. cool. So I've, I've got a big range of stuff from small, single-family, residential homes, all the way up to massive 30-story buildings, uh, like that are super expensive. Like I, we're not making that much, that much money. Design fees aren't that high in Taiwan, but um, still really impressive projects. I feel like. Yeah, so. and we're gonna have Morphologist, uh, his links down below. If you guys don't know him, you want to check out his Instagram or YouTube uh, or Twitter. We're, we're gonna have that link down below, so you you'll be able to click yep. that, see some of his work. Um, so everything that I've seen from you has been really impressive. So it's uh. Thank you. It's yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, it's like, I, man, when I heard that your background was in um, being an architect, and I, man, I figured like someone was shooting your videos for you or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, uh, it's just it's it was very impressive to see because my background in film was yeah, I worked in film for like ten years, and so. Uh, getting into like digital cinematography, I guess, or like uh, video game cinematography was definitely a leap. Um, but it was something that uh, I was kind of like natural for me. So I think that seeing someone, I guess, so skilled in it who hasn't worked in film like properly is like, I, I, it's so impressive. Um, because uh, I, pre I appreciate your kind words. I really do. Yeah. Your videos you. definitely look better than mine for sure. Um, and so I, I don't know. Do you use like reshade or anything? I, I don't use reshade. All of my stuff is is uh, post processed. Do I. Yeah, neither do I. I, I. I use the uh, color tool, the color studio in in DaVinci. Nice. I switched from um, I switched from uh, Adobe products a while back. I still use Photoshop and Illustrator this but, week, but um, it's just it's so much better. Like it saves every second, so you never ever lose a file. Unlike Premiere, yep. where like I would lose an hour of work sometimes, and the backup would be corrupted. It's just it's so. I, I appreciate too. them for paving the way of, of modern editing. Like we wouldn't have digital editing that we have, we have today if we, if it weren't for Adobe, I mean, they worked with George Lucas and everything on the first editing suite. Yeah. From DaVinci, like this whole yeah. thing, the way this thing looks oh, is thanks to George Lucas and Adobe. Like we wouldn't have any of this without them, 
But there's comes a time, I think, where they, you know, you get a little bit too set in your ways and not willing to innovate. And I feel like Adobe's having that problem right now with their software. And a DaVinci has really come out with some it's solid, like a solid ecosystem of incredible. I'm not I'm not like sponsored by them, by the way. I'm just blown away by their ecosystem and the quality of this. I mean, you have one now as well. I always tell my friends who are doing video editing, if you're getting into video editing, do DaVinci and get yourself like a smart editor or like the That's big keyboard. It. Yep. Yeah, it, it's like it speeds your workflow up so much. And if you really like if you really get into production stuff and you want to save some money, like red red cameras cost like what? Uh, $50,000 yeah, depends on like how old it is. Like if you're getting it used, if you're getting the top of the line 8K camera, yeah. But it can be an obscene amount of money, but you can get an 8K camera from Blackmagic Design, which are the creators of DaVinci, for like a fraction of a fraction of the price, and it's super high quality. A lot of people are using the Blackmagic ecosystem now. Yeah. And um, I, I'm, I'm great. I'm, it's great. But like, it's actually made it affordable for regular people and not big studios. Because a lot of these companies, they price them with the idea that these big studios are going to pay this money because they know yeah. they have it, which cuts all of us out. Like all of us little YouTubers who basically are doing this on our free time is a hobby, you know? So. Yeah, totally. So yeah, anyway. yeah, I. I'm a I, weekend and I'm a fan. Yeah. I've used every editing software out there. Um, and like Avid and DaVinci and Premiere. And Premiere is definitely not a gem. Um, I, I think I fall in. I still use them, but I, I fall into like your category where it's like they're not innovating. They need to do something. Their software feels unreliable. I had an issue with the podcast. Oh my, yeah, we still it, do, right? It was such, well, we, we well, figured yeah, it out. I figured that yeah. out. So basically, it's like I'm recording uh, these podcasts in these um, like MOV files, essentially. Um, and what's happening is I'm throwing them into Premiere and I was having an issue where I was exporting and it was just my audio, just my audio, just my audio. And I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. I'm doing all these like weird workarounds and do you know how I fixed it was I switched Mike's track was on one my track was on two and I just switched my track to one and his track to two and all of a sudden audio is back like exporting fine like I was hearing it back in the oh, in premiere yeah and it was like playing back on the original file but whenever I exported it for some reason premiere would not read that file um and yeah, it's I was having that so I would weird. okay. I remember this nightmare scenarios of like being at the end of a massive editing session for my videos because you know I do my to get back a little bit to my own content. I'm sure you guys know I do a lot of low frequency, high quality content. So instead of putting yep. out a lot of videos, I put out very few videos, like four four a month, so once a week, uh, but with high quality. So I spend a lot of time editing. And when I was working in Premiere, there'd be a lot of times where I'd get to the end, and it wouldn't render correctly, and I'd have to go through all of my like all of my cuts and stuff and figure out what the hell is causing this issue where it won't render correctly and just start deleting things and ruining yep. my edit until I figured out what the issue was. And it was just, and it wasn't just that, it was crashing all the time too. So like, so and it doesn't, by the way, here's the, the, the craziest thing is that they don't directly support variable frame rate footage, which is what video games are captured in. Variable frame rate, if, if you don't know, it's just, Frame rates that are not regular, not constantly yeah. at a 30, yeah. 24, or 60, which is what cameras capture. That's what regular produ professional production cameras use. And when when somebody asked this question to Adobe, they said, we don't make it for, for you. We make them for professionals. 
like totally look down <laughs> on us through their nose like we're nobody. I mean, okay, fine, we are nobody, but just like there's a lot of us nobodies. You don't who want to use this insane take, but they're pricing us into it. Right, exactly, yeah. which is bizarre. Yeah. You know why that's the most insane take? Because video games are the biggest industry in the world for entertainment now. Bigger than Hollywood. Yeah, I know. Bigger than yeah, Hollywood. They make more money. I mean, you have people out there who are getting more views every week on YouTube than the Super Bowl gets. You know? Yep. It's like and people they're gonna say that we're like the second thought. All right, dude. Hey, listen, you guys do you. Um, I mean, I mean but yeah. So what do you use for like, um, uh, do you, is there like an After Effects version of, it's called Nuke, right? Do you use Nuke? For... I don't use Nuke. I, so I don't do, I don't do anything super fancy. I, okay. I try to do it all within DaVinci to make it easier on me. Um, and I never really got into After Effects. So like, okay. I guess I could figure it out, but I, I, I don't think it's a hundred percent necessary. So you're I using can, plugins I a lot of for templates. like your visual transitions and stuff mainly? Yeah, so like okay. there, there's a lot of like third-party support, uh, supported app software. You can download a bunch of like callouts and stuff, and then I just customize them to make them unique oh. to me because I don't want to make it look like I just took it from a website like Vimeo or whatever, of course, and put it onto my video. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I do it. it saves me a lot of time because you know I'm I'm editing all my videos myself. I'm doing all my scripting and recording and stuff. It takes a ton of time. It I don't does. have a whole lot of time to do like unique special effects and transitions myself. So, yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I just hired an editor um, and it was, dude, it was a big, it was tough for me it, because imagine, it, yeah, it's like, it's really, t you know what I did for the first like 10 videos he did for me? I didn't watch him. I literally just let him upload them. I didn't watch him. Wow. Cause I, I couldn't, I couldn't watch them and then rightfully not make critiques. Right. I had to like, know that if I was going to have an editor, I needed someone else to have control of editing them. And now I watch them, by the way. But um, it's like for the first 10 videos, I just had to say, dude, these are yours. Good luck. Here's my thoughts going in. Here's how it should look. Um, and um, good luck. And uh, some of the videos have done really well. And some of them not so well. But, you know, that's the YouTube game, right? Um, and so it's, it's, uh, it, it's a good feeling giving up control. But... Dude, I envy you, honestly. Like I I don't I know, man. Wish... I I can't pass it off then. Like like my my editing style, my like because it's so intense, the productions are so intense. I could not afford to pay somebody to do what I do yeah. and make any money. In fact, I would be paying out of pocket. And I've actually gone and asked editors, like, how much would you charge? They, they, a lot of them, like, they, they said, there's this, this much footage I'll go through. And for this length of video, and I'm going to charge you this much money. It's like, all right, well, I don't even make that money with that level of footage off of a single video. I can't, like, you would, your mind would melt by the amount of footage I have to sift through for Star Citizen stuff to be able to make a video. So, oh, dude, man, I, at the other way, at the other end, I envy people who are able to post videos successfully that don't require a ton of editing, because it's it's hard to replicate. <laughs> Mike, I, dude, I, it's hard to replicate. Too. If you can get by that way, man, I mean, it's uh, it's I mean, like look at the lot a lot of the super popular people on YouTube, and you can see that they have like zero editing, really. I mean, there's yeah, a little yeah. bit of cutting. No, That's 100%. it. It's just them talking to a camera, and they got millions of views. It blows my freaking mind. So, um. It's, I think Sometimes it's all about expectations, right? Yeah. Like your community expects the high quality edits from you now. 
right? The same way, like some channels, yeah. like, I don't know, for example, um, I think it's pronounced uh, Kurtzkazark. They do like the informational videos. I don't know if you've seen them, but mm -hmm. they're very well animated, edited. Like if they just all of a sudden were like, hey guys, we're changing our style. People would be like, yo, what the hell is this? Um, yeah. But I would imagine if you made, I don't know, man, there's so much like, this is like its own topic in general. Um, but there's so much like, I guess, um, what's the word? Um, I guess like thought process into, um, or theory into like, do you create a second channel or do you like post on your main channel or, you know, do you diversify content? Uh, if you're going to like break out into different stuff, um, it's, it's really interesting. And honestly, you know what I'd love to hear your thoughts on morph is how do you feel like, um, because you see a lot of people, not, not just you, but you see a lot of people with high success on YouTube and then transitioning to a different platform, uh, like Twitch, it's like, yes, I would say you're one of the biggest streamers on in the star system category for sure. But it's not like you're getting a hundred thousand viewers on your streams, right? Right. What What do you feel like the um? I guess the the difference is there because you would think that like you could capture an audience that me and Mike couldn't capture. So what do you feel like? Right. Um, what do you What do you feel like the transitions like going from YouTube to Twitch or like a different platform? I don't. So like as big as Twitch seems to people, because we gamer nerds watch it so of much. Course it's actually super tiny as compared to YouTube. Like the viewership yeah. numbers, even for the most popular Twitch uh, Twitch streamers, can't hold a candle to the most popular YouTubers at all. Yeah. Like with the, with the amount of views they get. Um, and advertisers know it as well. The three of us are well. in the, the 1%. If we were in the 1% yeah. of YouTube, what would we look like? We, we would be would, massive. We'd be, you know, five, 10 million subscribers. We, we'd, have a, we, we'd have crazy videos, 100 k 500k plus every single post mm -hmm. you know like that that is not that like that that's the problem is like twitch is is small but it's small for a reason the there's not everybody wants to watch long form no structure content because not everybody has the time or or the preference of watching that form of content yep they they want to get to the point what's the what's this information i'm looking for cool i'm done I'm getting back to work. Like they want to sit down and watch a quick five, 10 minute video, be done with it. Yep. It seems like that's the majority of people. You know, the majority of people have to work a job and, and pay the bills. So they don't have time to sit down for three hours and watch someone stream when they could, if they've got free time, they're going to be taking care of the kids. Or if they're, you know, the younger, they'll be playing a video game or like hanging out with their friends. Like, so, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough to make um that transition and expect that you're going to get the same amount of popularity but i will say that if you're successful on one of those platforms that your chances of success on the other are much higher and i would say if you're successful on youtube your chances of su success on twitch are higher than the opposite if you go from twitch to youtube your chances are of success are quite low because uh that lower viewership base bringing that over is harder than the other way. So when I advertise on YouTube to say, hey, I've got my Twitch channel, I, get, I notice an immediate uptick in, in followers because people are just clicking on it and coming to watch my streams. It's harder to get them over, but it's possible. So like, you know, it, it, it's, it's not impossible, but it's harder. Mm. Um, but I think having both is probably the best thing. So. I, I don't think it's a good thing if you're a creator looking to transfer from one platform to another and that be your only focus. I would say diversify. 
and don't ever focus on one platform because one day that platform could be gone or become irrelevant. And then, then what happens if you've chosen, this as your career. This is one of the most dangerous and volatile careers that you could possibly choose. I mean, it's true. can you, let me ask you, can you think of yourself doing this when you're 60? Most people are still working when they're 60 nowadays. Some people are working till they're 70. Can you imagine being a relevant and interesting streamer or YouTuber when you're 70 years old? It, I'm going to be it's, cursing out people. <laughs> I hope so, left man. Left and I right mean, still. So my point is, is it's really hard and uncertain. Star so Citizen's going into beta, prepare, boys. <laughs> prepare for the future if you're a YouTuber. No, or, absolutely. Or and do you know yeah. what my plan is? What's I'm that? Gonna, I'm going to make a video game eventually yeah some people are doing that like some people change their channels also into business you look at linus tech tips that's an amazing formula you yeah. go from doing tech coverage to having like a 300 person like company doing tons of different stuff simultaneously and you're set for the rest of your life yeah you've got to make it into something more than just the same thing if you yep. want to survive yep mm -hmm. it's or yeah or i'll do something but my dream would be to eventually transition i'm not talking about anytime soon right mm -hmm. um but eventually transition into making a video game i want to make i've talked to mike about this i want to make the spiritual successor to destiny one um kind of like you know outer worlds was the spiritual successor to you know fall new vegas but destiny one in my opinion is one of the greatest games of all time and i know it's not for everyone but they really cracked first person rating um, and getting together with six of your friends and like having this crazy puzzle to like solve. That's like a 10 part puzzle to like, you know, you could explore and, you know, challenge, get challenged by these mechanics and F, you know, X, Y, and Z. It was like peak gaming and peak friendship for me. Um, I guess like friendship in gaming, because it was like, there was so much camaraderie and like building a community through that. It was such a, it was a, such a fun experience you know what it was like is um um like some of the experiences i've had in star citizen for sure like doing the first time ever doing siege orison right not quite the same but um figuring that out together as a community and like uh beating those challenges was really cool and i think that's something that i want to see more of in star citizen eventually but um we're talking years and years and years and years from now um you know i'll try to get some vc funding and see what i can do but uh, it's a pipe dream for sure but i'd love to do it um but i don't know yeah I, I think it's a great point that you make and diversifying isn't something that you've just done in um your platforms but it's also something you've done in your content right now uh which yeah is yeah and really i cool. am i mean i am as anybody uh is 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 being understanding what not to do and still avoiding doing it are two different things like you can <laughs> still make mistakes and know you're making mistakes and I, I, if I want to be successful, like if I want to depend on this income, which I do now, it's not just, it's not just a hobby anymore. It's become a part-time job. I need to make sure that I'm not riding all on one thing. And so diversifying what I cover, I think is, is wise. And also I'm not only interested in one thing. I'd like to cover other things. It's hard to cover other things though, when you only cover one thing, because the people are not interested in the other thing you want to talk about, yep. even if you really, really want to talk about it. And I've, I've noticed that to, to much of my, like to much heartbreak on my channel, covering some other video, other games that people just didn't care about. And it was like, oh man, like I covered this really cool little, 
uh, like city building game and set in me medieval times and it only got like 10,000 views, but I was so pumped Wait, about what? making a video on it. Yeah, it was that. Uh, it never showed up in my algorithm. What game was it? See, like it won't like that's the thing with YouTube. It won't even promote it, it to the, your subscribers uh, if I, it's I, not inside what they think you're you typically do. Yeah, but I, I, I don't watch know city building builders. Games? Yeah, what's it? It was it the Anno 1800 game or whatever. It wasn't an Anno 1800. It was a, okay. it was made by a smaller studio. It was uh, Farthest Frontier. I made a oh, video on oh, Farthest yeah. Frontier. I love yeah, okay, Farthest now Frontier. It's a, it got the 32k views now. Actually, that was one year ago, and that's actually right after that's right after that I made the Star Atlas CEO strikes strikes down video punches down. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that like I did. I've done little videos like that, and like because I'm really interested. And I did a cyberpunk video, which I was thinking, eh, this is gonna do well, and it got like the most views up until that point of any video I've done. That's awesome. I think that video I guess started off slow too, right? The cyberpunk. It did. One. It was I remember really us talking slow. about it for some reason. You were like, ah, oh. and then it, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 I get that. Dude. And Morph uh, we've have had a lot about of this. conversations about. Yeah like fr the frustrations of making content with, with star citizen sometimes and specifically around streaming it it's it's very it can be very difficult like, yeah yeah i went live yeah. before before this you know we recorded this today for like an hour and i'm i mean i am just disappointed man it just sucks it's really it's tough all the things that you enjoy doing don't work so diversifying and you know being able to do other things is very important to stay alive and like for me to be able to just go live and just talk to my community or play other games lately has been oh a breath of fresh air yeah because it it it's been 10 years of like do i really have to play this game today because i don't want to <laughs> no totally and this is something that me and mike have talked about before morph but the video that i think i'm i'm most proud of on my channel or like it basically it's like i put so much effort and so much time and so much love into it it ended up doing so it was so weird actually because in the first 24 hours twenty thousand views which that's really i mean especially for my channel size that's really good yeah it's good um and then it's really good yeah i hit 20k views no more views it's literally been stuck at 20k since i launched it like the algorithm what video just was that one i'm looking for it, it now. was the it may be a little bit higher than that now but it was the no qt challenge it was a follow-up to my no uh, ship in Star Citizen challenge, and that Which one did, did insane. so. It, and I didn't yeah. think that video was that good, like, it, and it wasn't. I don't think. It, it, so I was like, I'm gonna make do a no ship challenge, and I did that, and um, I posted it, and people kept on coming to my channel, and they were like, Oh, I saw your video. I saw your video. I was like, Okay, cool. And I go check it, and I'm like, Holy shit! It's at like 120,000 views, and then it like wow. skyrocketed. Yeah, it, it's my most viewed video. I think it's at like 650,000 now. Um, no Ship Starter Pack Challenge. A one year ago, 645,000 views. I mean, yeah. that that is like a... That's a banger, man. There's yeah. few... Like, I've got few videos that even make it that far. That's... No, that's totally. Impressive. And listen, I don't... I, like, I just had an idea and I posted it. And I guess it's just good clickbait. Because like, I didn't even mean it for it to be. Um, it wasn't the, like it was like it was a clickable video, but the thing is, is the 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 body of the video kept you engaged as well. Yeah, no, it, so like YouTube I liked like, the video. This is a good video, but I never thought that was my best video or anything like that. So I'm like, I'm gonna make yeah. a part two, and it's gonna be better. And it was better. It was better content. I laughed more. It was more interesting. Cooler things happened in the video, 
and the no QT challenge, 20k views, it's capped. And yep. I'm just like, man. Um, but I've I hate had, YouTube sometimes. I've had some success in in other videos as well. Um, it's just like, man, YouTube is something that I'm still learning, and I'm trying it's, to get better it's at. It's complicated. It's complicated. I, I think. I think, uh, like, okay, maybe we're getting too much into the weeds with this, but I would say I think the problem is looking at your video is that quantum is is a more nebulous term that's not familiar to to a wider audience so like mm -hmm. a lot of my videos i think do well and i've told this to all my content creator friends at some point i'm sure i've talked to you about this mike maybe i've talked to you about this as as well burks separately um that i try to make content that always has some kind of appeal to a wider audience because mm -hmm. it, it it ends up getting more traction and it ends up getting more traction for the people that you want or you hope will see it Anyway, like if, mm. if you try to make a hyper-focused video on one specific thing, and the thing is that even the people who are interested won't see it because YouTube won't promote it if if it's not being seen by a wider audience. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a catch-22. You've got to appeal to a wider audience if you want the people you want to watch it. So, I mean, that's only one thing. Dude, There's a lot you, more to it. You, you even saying that right now makes me think, man, you know what I should have titled it? The No Fast Travel Challenge. Like that would exactly have, like that if would you title it that way battle yeah 100 percent. people people know like I've, I've gotten so many questions like can you start in star citizen with no ship and it's like no you can't do that but you said no ship starter pack it's like oh cool like what would happen if you started with no, no ship that sounds cool i think if the, like the no fast travel challenge sounds kind of fun too yeah like that that i think would have been more, more maybe i'll maybe i'll redo the video like i'll, I'll make a uh, like try to redo it and then call it that and see how it does. You know? I would even mm -hmm. change the current title of that one and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I know it's old, but you never know. Yeah, never know, never know, never know. But it's like what I've been really pushing into lately, Morph, is I've been doing um like story videos, and so I'll go into game. I you know what I've been doing lately that's been really cool is I'll take people's bounties and instead of killing them immediately. What I'll do is I'll um, I'll I'll talk to them, and I'll try to team up with them. And I've had some really cool interactions on that. Uh, but I've been trying to VoIP as much as possible lately. And you know what's gonna be a really big bummer is I think VoIP is like broken in this patch. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Like life. I've had Let's so many go. I've had so many people like I'm VoIPing them in game because I prefer using VoIP in game over Discord. And they're like, hey, can we hop in Discord? Like, voice not working. And I'm just like, ah. So we'll, we'll see how it holds up. Um, but um, yeah, that's a big chunk of my content is like organic interactions. Uh, it's like I did a video where I was like saving people from pirates, um, which was a really cool That was a cool, cool video, by the way. I yeah. enjoyed watching that. Yeah. Uh, it, that was so cool. And like, it's so funny because like, I know it's a good video when people come into the comments and they're like, scripted. This is so scripted. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. You know? Yeah. But um, it's it's just so funny because it's like, I don't think people know that stuff like that can happen organically. Um, and I had another video that did all right, too. It was like the same thing, but a little better. Um, where mm -hmm. I was like tracking some pirates and like went down to Microtech. And I found this guy that was like being attacked by these guys. And they got away. He had like 8 mil worth of gold on board. Um, and he just like barely got away. So cool. But um, it's like, that's the stuff I live for in Star Citizen. It's the reason why I don't play other games is because I can only think of a few that really do that interaction well, which is like Rust, which is too toxic for me. Um, 
Sea of Thieves, which is a great game, but it's like kind of on the downslope. Same like with Elite Dangerous, right? Uh, and then Daisy, mm -hmm. which I've never played Daisy before, actually. I've watched a lot of it. I've never played it. Um, I built a PC when PUBG was like on the rise. Like that was like my intro game to PC gaming. Um, I was like a console gamer before that. And so it's like the interactions you can get from games is really what's always driven me to play them. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I love about Star Citizen. It's, it's something that I'm worried about for the future of like potential like, you know, Zerg orgs like running everything. Uh, which is like kind of why I don't know it's it's kind of why I hope that server meshing is never one shard it's never seamless and like you can have 10,000 people in the same spot kind of deal because it's gonna force people to play with groups instead of solo um, and um, I kind of like the solo the running around goofball interactions but I, I kind of want both, is I guess what I'm saying. You'll still have an opportunity. Like, yeah. every game that has Zergs has solo, um, like, warlords as well. Like, people that are just, like, badass solo players. And, yeah. And mm -hmm. people people gravitate to that content, too. Because it, it's cool. Because watching a Zerg isn't interesting, but watching somebody 1v5 is always sick. It, you know? it definitely is. It's hard to do in Star Citizen, but... It's for now. I mean, we'll see, but yeah, for sure. More. Uh, I got a question for you that I, I would love to hear is, um, what are your favorite video games? Like top three of all time. I know that I'm kind of dropping this top on you. Three. Shoot. That's off. I know the, that's, that's, I know that's, a, that's tough. That's off the wall. I don't, yeah. I'll give you yeah, some time to think about it. Um, but it's something well, I really love to hear from you. Number okay, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a really tough one. I'm gonna have to do more than three because I've got so many favorite games. Okay, um, go for so it. like a game that holds a super special place in my heart has got to be Zelda: Ocarina of Time from N64. Awesome. Yeah, I did as a kid, fell in love with Zelda, and so naturally I also love the, the first more recent, open world game. Yeah, first open world game, and then um that was brought to a whole nother level with breath of the wild. Like they kind of oh set the God. standard for, uh, amazing open world things with actually things to do within that world. Like it's not like it's big, it, it's awesome. And there's always something to find. It's fantastic. I love that. I love that game so much. And even my wife like loves that game. Like she got into it. So like <laughs> she's smiling. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an amazing game. Um, so I got to say like Zelda or Karina of time, Zelda breath of the wild. And now Zelda tears of the kingdom. Like those are amazing. I love the Zelda series games. Um, but I also love Counter Strike 1.6. I played so wow, much of that. That's a turn. Big yeah, difference, yeah. I, me too. I, uh, it's very different. Yeah, I I, I played um, back in the Cal days, and I, I got I got into Cal I for um, for a little bit uh, for an offshoot during this time where we weren't sure if 1.6 was going to continue on or if it was going to go over to I think it was uh, it wasn't CS Source yet. It was a, it was that weird game they made in between. Forget the name of it. Another CS. Uh, mm, yeah, I can't probably remember. don't know it. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so yeah, I, like I I played semi professionally for that. It was it was awesome. So that's definitely one of my favorite games. And then um, after that, shoot, I love Space Engineers. Space Engineers is a good answer. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, really cut my teeth on that one. I love it. I love it to death. Oh, Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, Star Wars Galaxies. I've talked about Great that answer. one before. 
Um, I guess in category, that would be my favorite MMO of all time. Mm. Um, and it, it's Star Citizen. I, I, like Star Citizen for me is still trying to live up to that in my heart. Like I want it to be that. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people so, yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never played Star Wars Galaxies, but everything I hear about it is it was the space Ultima Online. So it's like basically that's where I would love to see to some aspects of it. Obviously, there's you know, some just things that will never be, but yeah. Like we we started... Our, our community started playing again, Mike. I'm not sure if you'd be interested. Right now, things are a little bit hot with releases and what have you, so now's not a, the best time for me sure. uh, to get... But I was playing it quite a lot more before all of these releases came out. I, I invite you to join us and, and try Star Wars Galaxies. I would love in its to. Origi- in its semi-original form, we're playing in an, uh, an emulator server that's got... Uh, some of the best parts of the jump to light speed where you could actually go with your friends in a spaceships and fly around in space and shoot other people, other actual people in PvP uh, okay. and multi-crew gameplay before like 20 years ago, 20 years before Star Citizen. Nice. Um, and, you know, ground gameplay. Like, it was so ahead of its time what do you in mean, so many dude? ways. That's not possible. Star Citizen yeah, was the first space game. Okay? <laughs> right? So, like, I love... I'm and down, now though. today... Star Citizen is now my favorite. Oh, awesome. Let's do it, man. And Burks, obviously you're invited as well, but I know Mike has expressed interest quite a lot. So yeah. Um, so yeah, like, uh, oh man, it's so hard to choose. Right now it's definitely Star Citizen is still the game I keep coming back to because it's the only game that really Excites keeps me you. in the future for, for being excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I'm going to keep playing like Zelda games as they come out, but it's not something I constantly play and I'm constantly uh, involved with. But Star Citizen is like super special. How interested yeah. are you in City Skylines 2? <laughs> oh, that man. Looks super interesting. Hold that one out on me. Oh, yeah, man. That looks so good. I'm that so excited crazy. for that, too. So many games I'm excited for. I'm excited for yeah. Cyberpunk as well. So many yep. good games coming out this year. Like, Skylines I don't think I'm going to be good. playing that much. I mean, I don't play it anyway, but I don't think I'm going to be playing that much Star Citizen for the rest of the year. Like, I, Yeah, like, sadly I, not. I mean, honestly, like, as fun as some of the stuff they've added in is still not enough to like keep you around for long periods it of can't time. Can't keep me yeah. away from some yeah. of these games. Like that's some the thing. of them are so some good. Of these yeah. games are so cool. Like come on, like all the new updates with with Skylines two with like the improved road system and AI pathfinding and like the economy of systems, it. The economy stuff has been improved. Like there's yeah. so much they put into this new update. It's unbelievable. And I know yep. that actually. City planners have used this software to help plan, wow. like to like understand city planning yeah. better, how traffic works. Like it's that good. Uh, so I mean, even before that, SimCity was used actually, but SimCity had a really bad bias in it that was a little bit racist. Actually, it so turns out because it was based on a theory uh, from a, a urban planning book that was also somewhat racist. What the so, fuck? Uh, yeah so it was it was it was it had some policies that would have effects that were not accurate as it so turns out holy shit um yeah yeah i know but i love city uh i i loved uh sim city when i was a kid so i don't remember that That (laughs) but i do remember my favorites that would be on my list would be yes so some of the like the way the cities would start falling apart was a little bit unrealistic it was based off of some misunderstandings for how cities actually work but anyway, um, City Skylines has kind of fixed that. They've kind of continued on with a better way of doing the algorithm and, and, and all the advanced calculations they do. It's really, really, really cool. Yeah, I'm That's hyped. awesome. That's really cool. It's really cool to be excited 
about video games like uh, upcoming and i think that's what makes like us all excited about star citizen is it's always been on the upturn you know there's never been yeah. a time that star citizen hasn't been on the upturn it's always going to go up from here probably the first year that it, yeah, well, it this year, feels like it's been a bit of a, a weird step back. I well, think like for you sure, and the way you play, maybe not. But but, but what I'm saying is, mm -hmm. could you still say that the best moments of Star Citizen are ahead of us? Hopefully, yeah. Know. Well, hopefully. I, I, hopefully. I think this year is a turning point because it's a lot of people are coming to the realization that it's been 10 years. I see this, this more and more in my comment section as well. There's this general sentiment of being just kind of I don't know, uh, not angry anymore. They're just kind of exhausted and they want to play. Other I think games 318 are, was a, a really yeah. big punch to the gut for people. Honestly, yeah. dude, Morph, we talked about this. Me and Mike have talked about this. We, we both agree too. 318 could have been like the explosion, like the Tarkov explosion. Been. Like, do you know what my viewership peaked on the 318 launch? 2200. Like, that's insane. Twenty two hundred. That's that like more than we got at CitizenCon last year. You know? Yeah. Like that's insane. It's it was insane. And then it's like my viewership, even though it was a broken ass patch, my I was hitting eight hundred viewers every day for like three weeks. And then just I like, think it was longer than that. I like, yeah, I maybe. I was hold I was holding six hundred ish for a long time. And it was like, how is this still a thing? Yeah. Well, people it were was, like, is it going to be fixed were, yet? Is it going to be fixed yeah. yet? Is it fixed yet? People is it were, fixed yet? People were interested. And then it just people yeah. were like, okay, it's not fixed. Okay, it's, it's all right, I give up. Like, yep, and the, then just back to normal. The, it is, if the technology is really interesting. I mean, I, I posted, I made this one video about trash is piling up everywhere and it got an obscene amount of views. I don't know. I was not expecting that, but people are just really interested in this tech and this, in this phase of star citizens development. Yeah. This is kind of a make or break time for their tech uh, pillars. Like sure. this needs to work to get server meshing to work. And everybody knows why most people know why. I mean, I think. Uh, and so that's why I think it got so much interest, but sadly it didn't work. And that kind of was like, uh Oh, people are feeling a little bit kind of sick of waiting now. So yeah, yeah. balls in CIG's court. Now, if they want to rejuvenate interest and in funding this year, they're going to have to, they're going to have to pull out something more than some quality of life features. Hate to yeah, say. And it, and it can't be something that they show at, uh, on a video or a con. It has to be something that exists in the game. I can right. Yeah, it has to be deliverable. It has to yeah. be an actual like they if they're going to talk about Citizen Con at this like some distant time releasing Pyro or something, no one's going to be excited for it like they were la the last three years. I mean, it's impossible. You can't keep doing that and have people be excited. So the only way they're going to get people engaged is by saying this is coming out like next month, like with very high certainty, this is going to be released. We are getting this to you guys. Then people yeah. will be pumped. I can. If you're saying agree. like sometime next year, we're not going to answer one questions. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. No one's going to give a crap. Then it's going to be a complete ask flop. Any questions anymore. And I'm not going to pay attention. Yeah. Like that's basically where I think a lot of people are getting at with it. Where citizen con so, is to me is until they, do a citizen con and then the, over the next 12 months actually release that stuff i won't be hyped for a citizen con because they've just proved to me that they're pushing out content that's not going to exist potentially ever right i would say that even last year 90 yep. percent of the stuff that we saw we didn't get this year you know um 
Yeah. And I think that we've been uh, talking about Pyro for four years, over yeah. four years. It so was... like I made a video in 2020 about what's coming in 2020 with a big thumbnail with the carrot going to Pyro. And I was like, oh man, we're getting pyros here. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I laughed at you probably. You and, uh, rightfully so, rightfully yeah. so. And I mean, I they talked to me about server meshing in 2015. It's like, it's just oh, like fuck. It's it sucks, man, because it's like I love this game and I want them to succeed. But it's like, I think that they've got to do more than just hype people up. And I think people will be temporarily hyped after CitizenCon, even though it's going to be inflated. People are going to be temporarily hyped, just like people were hyped about the procedural hangers thing, even though it's been promised multiple times in the past and it hasn't been delivered. Um, I, I think there will, there's going to be some temporary hype. But if they can't deliver, like Morph is saying, then um, it's like, who cares, right? Who yeah, cares? My my prediction is if they don't if they don't say that they're going to give us something really soon and deliver on that it has to be within before the end of this year with something interesting they're not going to see the same bump as last year and this year's total funding i predict will be less than last year's which is still going to be a lot than tw like 2 years ago but, yeah, but it's, it's not acquired be... a company new studios yeah. it's expensive and they've got so. They've got uh, twice as many people on the on the payroll now as they did two years ago. So actually, making less is more painful than yep. than it than it would would have been. So they need to make that money back. So they need to deliver, and that means I think they need to give us a date for Squadron with actual stuff for Squadron, regardless of whether or not they release that on time. But they have to give a date. They have to do something with Squadron, and they have to give us something with Star Citizen that's tangible and soon. And if they don't do that. It's going to go downhill until 4.0. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, which will I don't get disagree. an upturn, but it, it will likely people will just be like, okay, and especially yeah. with all the other uh, launches out there, people are just going to play other things, which is totally fine. Totally fine. But it. I want to see see for me like the reason why I care about this is because I want Star Citizen to succeed. I want it to continue on on its pace of growth and development. And if if they start having to lay people off. That will be really bad. And I don't want that to happen. I mean, there was some rumor of that happening. It's been debunked since, so I'm not bringing that up. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to see that happening. I don't want to hear that they're doing layoffs. So yeah. I don't think we're at that point. But I, I think anybody who believes that Star Citizen is invincible has, has got the wrong mindset. Anybody can fall. Totally including agree. Including Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And, and it's yeah. like they're, they're most likely going to have a lower year this year. Um, I think they're going to mm -hmm. try to make it up. Like they're going to release like a capital ship or something at Citizen Con for sure. I mean, yeah, the whole thing. 35 year backlog to yeah, 36. I know, dude, <laughs> I'm with Fuck you, it. but it's going to happen um, for sure. And they're, you know, they're releasing the, the, the whole C 500 bucks for the whole C crazy guys, guys, listen though, the whole D 450. Really? Wow. Yeah, I don't know why they've been like the whole D's four fifty. You'll get a whole C for. Uh, I don't know if it's for sale or not. Oh though, my god! The uh, price the of it Merchantman is four fifty. Is also the whole C's at a loaner from the Bonnet Merchantman as well. Um, mm. but it, very interesting, right? Um, I think they'll try to make it up. We got the A one coming out, the C one coming out potentially in three uh, twenty dot X. Um, so they're gonna try to make it up, I think. But it's definitely gonna be a lower year this year. Um, but man, I get concerned. I've talked to Mike about this many times, dude. 
when I hear about that office and how much it's costing to, to build it, since day one, they announced they're building that office. I've been like, why? That sounds expensive. <laughs> like that sounds really expensive. And I get they're trying to be like the cool dev team and pull people in and stuff. But it just feels like that was something that should have happened after their first release. Um, same with CitizenCon. Yeah. I'm personally, I think they should have delayed CitizenCon until the game was at least in beta or squad last 42 was released. What was wrong um, with last year? Nothing yeah, was wrong nothing. with last year. Last year was great. Nothing was but, wrong with last year. It took them way less effort. Um, I think that, you know, CitizenCon's a huge waste of time. Personally, I think that, you know, it just shows off stuff that's never going to be in the game. And, and I'm very open to being proved wrong about that. But until CIG does something, it's just like, I don't know. <sighs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. But, but, you know, just wave your finger at them. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of, uh, space games that are never coming out, <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a bit of controversy this week. And this is the, I guess, um, a topic that I, I, I think a lot of people are wanting to hear about from you, uh, morph is we weren't planning on talking about this, by the way, guys, we like literally were wanting to have morph on the show just to talk about general stuff and his background and stuff. And it just, happened basically that, everything that the podcast was yeah. until this moment which is why it was the majority of the podcast it was yeah. the plan of the whole time but it's like and we don't have to you don't have to like give like like a long drawn out answers to this but i guess like if you want to touch on it more if like okay so i guess what happened with star atlas uh what happened all right so about a year ago uh pretty shortly strangely after i made that video about uh, Michael Wagner, the CEO of Startless, punching down on uh, Eradicator, where he he did a, a copyright strike on his video er erroneously. Like, did, I mean, not erroneous. What's, what's the word? Anyway, not, like, it, 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 you're Wrong not supposed way, to use copyright. Is, yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to use copyright strikes that when way. When you don't like people's opinions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, um, you know, not everybody... Yeah, anyway, uh, fairly... Fairly... Uh, Shortly. Soon after that, yeah. shortly after that, I got a message from somebody else at, at Star Alice. Uh, it wasn't Michael Wagner. It was actually another high up person there who loves my videos and has been watching my Star Citizen content for years and was wondering if I would be interested in working with um, working with uh, them to design, help design ships, basically. Uh, not in as a, as a capa in the capacity as a content creator, so there'd be no obligations or anything to like announce sponsorship of Star Atlas or anything, or like create content on it, which was really important for me because I didn't. I I still now, if you don't know, I'm very skeptical of NFT and cryptocurrency. I've always been that way, uh, and I've made videos to that effect in the past about like what if Star Citizen did this and how that wouldn't work at all, etc. Uh, so anyway, uh, I w I knew that actually CIG um, had had some people from CIG had moved over to Star Alice, and I thought it'd be such a cool opportunity to work with them on designing spaceships uh, in a way that I've always wanted to do. Like, because I'm always like I've always really enjoyed talking about spaceships. I know it's not directly related to architecture, but it is somewhat related to architecture. Like, there the, sure. the layout of interior spaces and the way spaces are arranged and and like to some extent, some extent design is design. Like, so, you know, I think that architects and 
are in the designer group and they have a pretty good understanding, at least most of them who care about design, not all architects care about design. Some just care about pumping out like just whatever floor plans to make pay the bills. Um, I, the ones that actually care about design let, care about all design. So you'll see like a lot of architects like Zaha Hadid, she designed um, like shoes and, and apparel and bags and like she just wanted to design things. And I feel like that is something that designers tend to want to do. If you're in the field of architecture, chances are if you're a successful architect, you're really good, you, like you love design and you just want to design stuff. And I, I think, I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm definitely not successful like Zaha Hadid, but I'm, I'm like that. I'm like her in that I love design and I want to do design for everything. And so I care yeah. about ship designs. So well, I like, I really get into like, it. Ship the ships in Star Citizen at least are very home-like. Yeah. Intended yeah. To, you know, to feel that way so that the, they translate well. Uh, Definitely. Specifically. So, yeah. So they, they obviously do. reached out to you. I mean, that's a, a big It's a big deal. No, yeah, they reached out you didn't to reach out to them. And it was really, it, believe me when I say it was really unexpected, because I did bring up the video with Michael Wagner with him. Yeah. It was like, you know, I talked about this and the, like he was really straight with me. His name's Danny, who I spoke with. I don't think it's I, I'm pretty sure I can say that he talked to me. So anyway, um, he, like we talked about this for a bit and like I, he seemed really genuine and transparent about like what they were doing, what they were trying to do. And I thought that was really unexpected and refreshing. I'm not trying to look everything I say from this point. I want everybody to be perfectly clear on this. Don't ever trust anybody, uh, even if they sound trustworthy when it comes to like this sort of thing, because even if they're coming from a genuine place, this we're, what we're ultimately talking about is speculative investment and speculative investment is is really volatile. It entirely depends on people's perception of its value. And if yeah. it suddenly people don't think it's valuable, then it's not valuable valuable anymore. So yeah. um I I don't I mean like I, I do think though I should also add that spaceships do have some value in some way, like they are something. Uh that that work that somebody put into them does give them some kind of value. But I think that the crypto market went crazy and overinflated a lot of stuff's value. It did. Way beyond what it should have been. And nobody really understood where that level should have been. And so it just kept going and going until uh, until FP FTX like like tried to run away with the money. So anyway, um, so yeah, like I, I didn't really see a problem, even though like I was up front with them being like, you know, I'm, I've, I've been skeptical about this. Like I... I, I don't mind if you guys succeed. It sounds like what you're trying to doing is really what you're trying to do is really cool. And I, I know that people believe in your project and they want it to succeed. And I'm very happy for them. And I, I want everybody to succeed and be happy in life. And I want them to be that want them to succeed and be happy and not scam people. And from my perspective, it didn't seem like that. That's what they were trying to do. And they're still around today. They're they're They haven't they haven't collapsed. They're still trying to make a product. They could have easily run away with the money at this point after FTX collapsed, but they didn't. And so I do think that there are people there who genuinely want to make something and that's great. But for me, I'm just giving this as I'm giving this as context. It wasn't really as important to me. What was important to me was like the cool chance of designing freaking spaceships. Okay. Yeah. Like I yep. work every single day on projects that frustrate the hell out of me for multiple, multiple different reasons. 
Um, sometimes it's the government with their sudden ridiculous regulations that they change every single year. Like this year, they changed the maximum height for a crown from nine meters to six meters midway through our project. And now we have to redesign the top of the building and the proportions for the entire building have changed. So now I have to change every single floor and redo all of that. And it's a pain in the butt. And that's only one example of many of how frustrating architecture can be. And then another thing is like, sometimes the most important thing is the parking. Like you gotta, you've gotta make the columns a certain spacing because the regulation for the parking requirement in the basement is, is one thing and you cannot, you cannot deviate from it. You have to be six meters apart or, and you have to have the spacing in the column be regular intervals of 250. This is, we're talking in metric by the way. Otherwise you, you can't fit cars and cars are super important because those spaces are like the, the freaking cost of houses. All right. So you got to get the most spaces you can, damn it. All the spaces. So like <laughs> all of these things dealing, trying to juggle with them for all these projects, it can be really frustrating. So working with spaceships, man, they're just digital spaceships. Like just make them look cool. Right. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So I was like, this is a fun exercise and working with people I've always wanted to talk to. And so it turns out, cause they told me that they always wanted to talk to me, but for, you know, and, and I'm not revealing anything that's I think unreasonable here. I'm not going to reveal NDA stuff here or things told in confidence, but for, for CIG, there's an obvious liability in having their designers talk to me when they could accidentally inadvertently reveal information that I might inadvertently reveal that would put them in a bad position with people. Like if, for example, I accidentally talk to you guys about a ship that I know that they're working on, uh, and then everybody gets these expectations for the ship, and that ship gets shelved or maybe canceled because that does happen. They do go through ships internally, and I don't think this, this is not a secret. They like no. spitball ships. They're like, should we do the ship? No, all right, we're mm -hmm. not doing the ship. We did a lot of work for it, but now like we don't think this is gonna work. Uh, we're going to do they, something they else showed, instead. Uh, it's not speculative. They showed one, uh, like this weird looking, like Argo. It looked like an old Kilrathi ship from Wing Commander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, it's not speculative at all. It, it, act, it happens. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I totally under the, understand their position. And, and it's, um, so it, it's, uh, it's, it was frustrating for these specific designers uh, that they couldn't talk to me about design because it would have it would have caused too many complications and out of respect for for the management and the requirements that they they didn't talk to me about it but now they could we could work together on a design and put into effect the things we always imagined we could do um but only imagined and, and never really knew for certain whether or not our skills could combine because it was mm -hmm. all like i've only worked in architecture i've never done game development and they've only done game development and they're not quite sure if architecture would be a, could actually directly apply in the way that we imagine. So mm -hmm. like putting the like putting the rubber to the road actually the practical application of these skills was a fascinating at least academic subject. Get, getting paid for it is definitely a nice thing. Like I got paid for it. It wasn't in crypto, it was actually in money and that's an important differentiation <laughs> too. Yep. Because um if you don't know and, and I don't know why you would unless you watched a video specifically on the subject, but a lot of creators around the crypto boom prior to the FTX collapse were getting lots of emails, including me. I, I could go back and even find them. Same. Where these crypto projects were offering to pay creators in the cryptocurrency or in, the, uh, in those um, uh, NFTs to promote their game or product. And... Um, 
and and you, what that obviously is is just like insider training. You're artificially inflating the value, use, leveraging your viewership's trust in you to produce something that either you're gonna rug pull, and if you're not smart enough to do that because you signed that contract, that company's gonna rug pull on you. So like you get if you sign like it's a devil's deal. Like you are done. Like if you if you don't take that money out right away after you promote it, that money's gone because that's what they're gonna do to you. Yep. So it's just, it's a nasty business um, for a lot of these games that did this. So uh, yeah, like I, it, it, and I think that's one of the reasons why I understand why so, so many people yep. were upset when they found that I worked with Star Atlas because content creator and crypto, like that automatically yeah. is a bad thing because yep. the creators in the crypto space are notoriously bad. I'm not saying all of them are, but I personally have seen some of these crypto creators who are just deleting comments because they know that the negative comments will negatively affect the crypto, the value of the product they're promoting that yeah. they directly own. That huge conflict of interest, that massive ethical problem of a creator covering crypto. So anyway, that, that's why I wanted to say this is because I don't own anything in Star Atlas. And I think that's important as a creator not to because it's just too dirty without the regulations yeah. to hold me accountable or hold them accountable if one of us tries to do something bad to our viewership. So in, in the interest of of retaining trust and, and not being unethical, I can't in good faith buy Star Atlas and, and be a part of the project financially and be a creator talking about that project. Yeah. Um, so... So I did. I'm glad I didn't. I, I mean, like, I, I want them to succeed. I'm, I'm so I'm. I, I'm. It's. I want to say that even though I don't support crypto, I want them to succeed because I know they have a vision. They want to do something. So good for them. I want them to do it. I'm personally. I don't think it's ethical for me to have bought into it. Um, and I personally still am skeptical. Uh, so just me in my current position, I couldn't have done it, and I still am glad I didn't because if I did and I announced this right now, it'd have been worse because it could have looked like. I'm announcing my participation in this project and it's a way of promoting the product to raise its value so that I right. can sell something. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like, okay, so when it, when you look at the comments, because this was mostly said via tweet, it was also mentioned very slightly on the Hulsey video, which I would like to get into that just a tiny bit because it was like a sort of bombshell comment that was said there for yeah. me personally. But the the only kind of weird, not weird, but like, I think somewhat valid comments from uh, people that are more on the negative side of it are saying, well, your participation in the project is endorsing it. And then mm -hmm. so right. what, would you, mm -hmm. what would you say to those people making those comments? I would say that well, that, presumes, that presumes that they're evil and that they are lying and scamming people, first of all. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily true. I think there's more nuance to the space than just black or white, but it's definitely easy to see it in that way, especially in the context of FTX's collapse and a lot of crypto companies going belly up and running away with the money and rug pulling. So like, yeah. I understand where people are at. I understand people's skepticism and hatred and anger. Um, they're, they're right to be so. They're right to be out for blood. But I don't, like you, not everybody is trying to scam you. Not everybody is a con artist. And I, I don't think that they've said that they've done something yet to prove that they are doing that. So I'm not trying to defend them really. I'm just saying like, uh, it, it, it's, uh, there's more nuance to it, but 
Yeah. Even that there's aside, another creator, Even that, there's another creator aside, in the Star Citizen space that made his own cryptocurrency, and all right. these things could be possible. But it, I don't think it's as black and white as everybody was making that situation out to be. It seemed like he was interested in cryptocurrency and wanted to have some fun with it and p pass them out to his yeah. his viewers. Like I I I look at it. I, I looked at it. I talked to him, and none of it seemed like he was going to try and do anything crazy other than just have a little goofy fun with it i literally made my channel point currency the same thing like as a joke and it, i don't know i just didn't find it to be that bad but i also don't own any crypto i don't entirely understand it i'm just looking at like the situation and being like not all people are it's super evil you know it's just it's yeah just and, not how it is and and that aside that aside i think it's important context to the next thing i'm going to say the things that we're just okay with when you really analyze them is kind of ridiculous. Like, mm. Mike, I know you worked in the casino and this isn't against yeah. you, but being in the architecture field, I know how they design those places yeah. and what they put the effort and the money they put into oh, yeah. designing it to manipulate oh, you, to spend yeah. money, to keep you there. Like, exactly. there are no clocks on the walls. There's oxygen pumped into the space. They specifically put locations and views in the space to direct you to spend more money. Even mm -hmm. the sound of the of the space is 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 tuned to make you hear other people winning. And some of it is man purposefully manipulative, so oh, that you it, want all to. All of it is. Like, like, no, I mean, like some of the sounds of that you hear, like yeah. they, they make it sound like you're there. Somebody's winning, so like maybe you have a chance. Yep. Yeah. Like they're doing. Like there's so many things constantly happening. It's a barrage oh, yeah. of manipulation, it, and we're just okay with it. We're yeah. like, all right, cool. That's it. And, and why are we okay with it? Because I think most people understand that the people who go into their, their grownups, their, their adults, they're making their own decisions. And if they're losing their life savings, yeah, it sucks they got manipulated, but that they sh I'm sorry, man, you should have known better. Don't walk into a casino with what you can't afford to lose. I mean, yeah. that's the number one rule. And that would be the, I would say the same thing for investments. If you're doing yeah, anything with absolutely. speculative investment or any type of investment, never put into it what you can't afford to lose. Imagine when you do something like that, you're lighting that money on fire and you'll be way better off because yeah, you might absolutely. not ever get that back. And I think that's something that I wanted to point out is that um, I think that the issue, the real issue here is that you're a star season creator. You know, yeah. or I guess, sorry, that's people's issue, not my issue, um, because they draw the lines there. But if you were just like an architect who happened to get this job where they were like, hey, we saw your architect work and we really love it. Would you want to collaborate with us on a spaceship? Like but they there would wouldn't, be no issue, they, right? But there were there, nobody, no architect would do it. No, no architect would say yes, because they have their own work and they're busy as hell. I mean, I know no, I'm in the field. Absolutely. So. So the problem is like the reason why I got approached is because I'm well known for talking about spaceships. I have a unique skill set because I constantly talk about spaceships to talk about spaceships on a professional level. No, no, absolutely. Um, right. So, so I understand what you're saying. So I'm, I'm like, okay, because I create stresses and content. So the one thing I see that I see is a problem with that is that a I have no con contractual obligations to CIG. They're, they don't pay me. They've never retained me. They've never done anything legally to make me obligated to them in any of in any way and in fact like if you look at the referrals i've sold more star citizen copies than anybody on the planet twice over so like the idea that like it's it's i mean i'm a traitor or something it's it's, it's just all ridiculous it's it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous um i'm sorry 
I'm gonna call what I. What, I'm gonna call it like I see it. It's actually I, funny. It's actually it's like, hilarious. No, it is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But it's my, actually funny. Yeah, my only but point I, was that you have like I guess a foot in the door in this other community that just viciously hates Star Atlas. And I'll tell you like, what I tell people. Well, go ahead. Go go ahead. Oh, I was oh. just gonna say like what I tell people is I hope Star Atlas succeeds. I say that all the time. As someone who is, yeah. I'm not into cryptocurrency, I'm not into NFTs, but if Star Atlas succeeds and it's good, I'll fucking play it. Why not? Like, I'm not going to say I'm going to spend $2,000 in some NFT spaceship, but if there's some, right. which is what they should do, by the way, they should pivot and make a $45 package just like Star Citizen and I move away. I think they have cheap game. Yeah, think, yeah. No, totally. I think they also want to do a play for free thing. They also just introduced, I think, okay, now I'm adver I'm, I'm not trying to advertise. I heard something about them introducing earnable ships in game now, <laughs> You're too. You're fine, bro. Try to get people to play play it to yeah. earn stuff. I'm not even sure how that even works, so don't quote me on that. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, like, again, it's like they don't have a real game yet, obviously. And right. We yeah, don't, the, none of us know. early stages. Too. Yeah, none of us know if they're going to succeed. But as a space game enjoyer, I hope they do. At least, if anything for competition for Star Citizen because we've seen in the past when Star Citizen gets a closer closely related game that like is like kind of in the same vein it lights a fire under CIG um and so I would like to see more space games it only makes games better for us it only gives us more options for space game enjoyers and so I do hope Star Atlas succeeds for sure um and I got to be honest dude if I was in the exact same position as you somehow some way to get paid to design a spaceship in any space game i would have said yes because the truth of the matter is is getting paid to design a spaceship is fucking awesome like that's yeah. the truth of the matter and anyone who's gonna come at you for for getting paid to design a spaceship in a video game is dumb it, because you're not promoting the game you've never promoted the game not even on this podcast not through any of your and i know you're being careful because you don't want the like this army of haters that for some reason hate content creators to come after you. But the truth but, of the matter see, is, is that it's like you did something awesome, and it, it's, it's it sucks that you know there's negative connotation to it just because of something that's outside of your control. The thing right. is, is most of the most of the like under the initial tweet that he made, almost all of the comments or that were there were all like, "Whoa, that's." awesome like that is so cool because what being a star citizen fan really does since they don't make a video game they're since the game the game hasn't actually been made and they take you along on the process is everybody has really kind of grasped onto that and and anybody who's still here following the project is at least somewhat interested in the game's development or game development or whatever right is they at least speak on it or write a post on it or something right yeah. so to be able to partake in something like that in such a similar project is is obviously people are like yo that's awesome it really to be honest it really sucks that cig didn't because if cig did there there would be zero drama around this situation at all unless dude morph nerf the a2 that would be the I only thing that there would be any drama around i completely <laughs> disagree actually i think there would be similar drama people would be equally as dramatic if morph announced that he worked on a ship for cig 100%. I, I feel like there really? would be similar drama. 100%. I think people would be like, wow, obviously Morphologist is be a paid off shill by CIG and yada yada. There would be similar drama for oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I guess on any other content he would make for the game or whatever. Well, and like, there yeah, would be that people would complicate things for sure. Outside would you, of the would community. You, 
who would you have said yes if they asked? Man, I've, really I've debated this. One. I've debated this so much. I mean, like, I would have to. I would have to say to them that I need to be able to be one hundred percent transparent with my community. Like, if I'm going to do this, I need to be able to let them know I'm doing this. I agree to sign an NDA. That's standard. Like, you can't yeah. really, you can't reveal what's the inner workings of a, of a business while you're uh, while you're uh, employed and after you're employed. That's just the law, the way things work. Mm-hmm. But um, like being able to talk to people people about, it, I think that would have helped a bit. Uh, but yeah, it'd be so hard to make content afterward because then how would you not be seen as just a mouthpiece for the company? Right. So it's, it's I mean, a tough one. We're seeing it with the current employees now that were, that were fans or, or content creators in the past. It, it's right. They stopped it, making content all, because of working for making, them. Yeah. They stopped making content and it, it also like the opinion has shifts. So it's like, right, because, you know, because, once you're on the inside, you understand more and you might be more positive or you might be whatever. Right. And then it's like, can you be trusted? And then people will get all weird about it when it's not that deep. Usually, yeah. you, know, you know, so like, how about that? Let, let me give you an example. Like everybody's going to like like a drive through like a McDonald's and you get like you get you get your order wrong. And, and it's like, what the hell? Like, I t- come on again. And you go up to the front <laughs> counter and then you see this like teenager, like this young person who's working there part time. You're like, oh, all right. Well, maybe I won't bite their head off. Like if there's a person there is a real person who made a mistake. Yep. All right. Can you please fix it? You get become more reasonable when there's a human face to something. It's harder to Ooh, be critical. That's yeah. so funny. We we could go all the we can bring we it talked right about back this to with the Elliot. casino. Oh, we can yeah. bring it right back to the casino stuff because the the reason that when you drop this that I was like whoa for me personally mm-hmm. is that I asked myself would I if I was in Morph shoes would I go there and obviously we talked about all the this would be so cool but the thing that I struggle with is just the things that I've always struggled with with being. A poker dealer and a poker poker is a skill game it is not like absolute degeneracy it can be <laughs> but it's it's not the all okay so casinos work as hard as they can to remove poker from them for all the reasons that morph mentioned with the what they choose and where they choose to place things and things like that poker doesn't make the casino any money it's really there uh for what it was put there for was for the husbands to do something while the wives played slot machines. That's kind of what it became in a casino. And then it blew up with like Chris Moneymaker and all this other bullshit. So that that's irrelevant. But what I've dealt with over my 15 years in that industry was I, I am face to face with them and they, because money's involved, they have no shame in tearing your head apart. So you become completely disconnected to them being a human being they become completely disconnected to you becoming a human being and even though i'm watching this person crumble into dust uh and right in front of you like you're watching their life fall apart you don't care i don't feel bad for them i don't give a shit and then but then i do because i am a human being and i'm like wow am i doing the right thing by working here and but then it's like but this is my job like what am i supposed to do so like, when I, I, you I don't, came I don't out with that you thing, be I too went hard. Through... no no i'm not hard don't on be my, too like, hard listen, yourself yeah like, i, I think made my money so much emotional Whatever. bandwidth you have like you can't no, but, care about everybody all the time you know no no no, no, no. that's not what i'm saying i just i just mm-hmm. basically went through that like whoa uh moment when you 
when you went there, I was like, if I was in that situation, I think most people would say yes. And I would still have this weird moral dilemma because I've already been through this shit already with some people were like, okay, now I'm working for something that could hurt someone. Um, and it's mm -hmm. like content creation is way less to, even though it's like a tipped industry, which is very much the same. Um, it's way less on that front. It's way more collaborative and community and way less. Um, well, I might as well get the money from them instead of someone else, basically, you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, I mean, I guess, but the thing is with Star Citizen and gaming in general, I mean, like, I, like what you're saying is is a pretty extreme example, and it, it, it does, I understand where you're coming from, but like when yeah. it comes to Star Citizen, the same thing could happen with them collab, like you as being a creator for, for so long, people are going to hate you if the game collapses. Some people will. I think normal, regular thinking people won't be, but some people who've spent way too much money on the project will be like, you you sat there, you talked to me about this project for years and it's gone. Like, I spent so much money. I missed my rent. Well, you know, that's, that's on you, I might be a man, different but, scenario. I might be a but, little different. I, I right. have significantly less referrals than the two other people in this room right, for, for a reason. So, but, like, yeah. for me, like, that's definitely going to happen to me if Star Citizen collapses, and I, yeah. I hope it doesn't, not because of those people. Those people, I mean... I care that you lost things, but I mean, at the same time, you have to be responsible with your money. You're an if adult. you're spending yep. more money, you're an adult. Don't spend more money than you can afford. You're not a kindergarten. You're not a, a teenager with your mom's credit card anymore. Okay, no. you got to be responsible for your for your own finances. So, like, I'm I just totally I'm just saying, like, time. with Star Atlas, it's not like. I'm not trying to defend. Like, I'm not trying to get in the mode of being like a spokesperson to defend Star Atlas. That's not my position, but like. They're not and too not much different than Star Citizen. Like they haven't collapsed yet, but they might. I mean, it's just like Star Citizen might, and people are going to lose money. You know, totally. I don't. I can't help that. That's not my position. I'm. I'm. That's not my role. I mean, hey man, I'm. I'm architect. I design things, and I design some spaceships. I. I and More I know people. how people want to attach a face to their feelings of frustration and loss, but I don't think that that's right. Yeah. Yeah. More people are going to lose money if Star Citizen collapses significantly more. Right. Um, I mean, and, and much more, right? And so right, it's and like... I, I want to say... I want to make this differentiation, though, that's really important. Like, obviously, you can be upset with somebody for doing that if they had malicious intent. Like, there are people out there who are grifters who know what they're doing is wrong, and they do it anyway. I know it yeah. can be hard to differentiate between who those people are. So, like, if I was sitting here and I was telling you, buy this thing, and I know for a fact that it's worthless and it's going to collapse tomorrow... And yeah, I'm culpable. In fact, I should be held legally responsible that for that. And I would even go so far as to say, find heavily and maybe go to prison. Like I would hope that would happen. Um, but that's not what I'm just, and that's not what I'm doing here. So that it's it's different. You just designed yeah. a spaceship. You know, I don't think yeah. it's that deep. Like people no. have asked me probably. And I wasn't taking 30 it there. I'm just like yeah. I would yeah. go through that. I would go through that mental uh, jungle gym. I guess. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I've already dealt with it in the past and it's not it's not fun so yeah i've had probably 30 40 people come into my chat this week and just be like what do you think about morph designing a ship working for star Wars, blah, blah blah and i'm just like who cares you know he designed a spaceship you know it's not that him. deep that good was for mostly him. how i felt it was good for yeah. him that's cool yeah i'm, I, it's I'm like, glad i've done definitely worse yeah. sponsorships than uh and this isn't even a sponsorship right um but it's like i've i've definitely done some 
uh, sponsorships I'm not proud of in the past, which, you know, I won't name for obvious reasons, but um, I'll it's... name one. But, <laughs> no, maybe I shouldn't. I'll, like, I'll name one. I don't one give that... a shit. I, oh, did, I did a, they're even asking me to do one now i did it I, I i don't care it's still it's the same concept of like you're an adult uh, you know but the true, true, like true. raid 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 shadow legends like i did that and then uh stream elements they're the people who signed up are still linked to that original um campaign so i watched like it just showed up on my activity feed that one of my viewers deposited money twice like a couple days ago. I haven't done that sponsorship in over a year. But like, you know, it's like they're still playing and they're still yeah. spending it. Can he afford to spend that? Maybe. Maybe not. But I looked at that and I was kind of like, whoa, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. You know? And I think that like the the thing is, is that I think that everyone should just be weary and careful of their own finances. You know, like Morph said, when you spend money, act as if you're burning it and throwing it away forever. Because that goes for Star Citizen too. Absolutely. Just to be clear, oh, there's yeah. no yeah, guarantee no. that Star Citizen will survive. I mean, I like I said a 35 year backlog, sort of jokingly, but legitimately, it's that's how much joke. work they have left to do. It's a, it's yeah. not a joke. No, I, I tell yeah. people that all the time. Is that only buy ships that are in the game if you're actually going to buy ships? Um, and other than that, it's like don't buy concepts, you know, unless you are extremely motivated to do so. Um, but the thing is, is like all, all that money is fake. All the ships that you earn are fake. You can earn them all in game. Most of them, at least 95% of them. And it's like, unless you have a ship that's truly rare, like the Saber Raven or the Mustang Omega, which aren't even that special, then Bro, it's like, they're pretty special. 300 bucks. Or what is it? What is it? The Scythe, I think, or which one's the one that's, that's rare. I think it's the Scythe. Um, scythe is really rare yeah yeah, yeah. i i think that it's like aside from that oh, it's like you got one of those yeah those yeah, are like mega go. those are mega mega valuable now um they're crazy and and uh they're not like very good right like they're like no kind they're of terrible bad. it's it's yeah. like a saber with two less guns that's in yeah. Yeah. And less health it's a little bit they're, it's terrible they're not good and because the, the wmp is not good and yeah. because so few people have them, CIG has no, absolutely, like, incentive. no incentive to fix it. So, <laughs> no. like, it's been broken forever and nope. will remain broken for a long time, I yeah. suspect. I, I really feel for the ship designing team, you know, like the vehicle mm -hmm. feature team or whatever they're called now. Um, they, it's, it's like a really tough job they have. And even implementing, this is why I think physicalized armor will never get in the game. Because... You have to touch every ship in the game to do so. And how far are yeah, we away but from that's for everything? Yeah, how far are we away from gold standard on every ship in the game? <laughs> I mean, it's probably never coming. Most likely, gold standard will never come on every ship just because you have to touch every ship in the game. And this is, as CIG shown, a monumental task. And so building spaceships, building spaceships is hard. Building spaceships. You know, is hard. I don't I don't think gold standards was what we thought it was. I think gold standard might be the standard they're looking for to release with squadron, which doesn't need all the systems or something. And it has nothing to do with star citizen. Definitely because, what it is. Yeah. Cause we've been seeing ships release that are definitely not done. Like we know that there's things that still need to function on them, even though they're like at the gold standard or whatever, you know? Sure. Sure. I guess what so, I just mean is like up to date, you know what I mean? Like right, current, right, right. current models and stuff. Um, like being able to take components out of ships and stuff that that's what I, oh, I guess would assume gold standard is, uh, for me yeah. at least. 
And so, or bringing stuff up to like current, like, like for example, the Corsair is not gold standard in my mind because the engines are uh, totally misrepresented in how they should be in combat. One missile, dude, and like you're death spinning forever. It's like that's they supposedly not... fixed that in 320, by the way. Oh, did they? they fixed... Okay, that's great. yeah. They they said they specifically upped the health. They rebalanced the health of the that's, all the that's thrusters. great because it needed it, right? Like the Connie yeah. moving over. Like obviously you can't take components out of the Connie, but the Connie moving from that brittle ship that it used to be to its current state, I think, has made it um, more gold standard for me. But obviously, you know, you still need to be able to take the components out and such. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like that's all I want is like ships to be brought up to the current gameplay standard, which salvaging's in now. So that would include salvaging the components and being able to take them in and out and stuff. So they've got such a monster though. It's, it's huge. Like, like they want to do free cutting in some form they've talked about, you know, it's been in the, the notes or whatever for that, that thing. Like they got to go and update all the ships for that too. And uh, God, like the, the physicalized crazy? damage model. What? So, they were they briefly mentioned um how qed is going to work for master modes and how mm. have you did you hear about this it basically how qed is going to work or like quantum interdiction is that mm. if you snare someone and they're in the nav mode they'll be brought down to sem speeds and they'll they won't they won't switch over to sem mode they'll have to switch themselves so you have the disadvantages of nav mode which is like no shields no flares no capacitors with the advantage or sorry with the um uh the speed of scm and so um they said that and everyone's like okay cool and then one of the other devs steps in and goes oh yeah and also whenever you have a mantis involved the mantis might be engineered in a way that's makes it more powerful to snare against another ship and then someone else goes oh yeah and then also you know, the ship that's being snared might be engineered so it's less susceptible to being snared. And everyone was like, what? And then they know they something we don't know with this. Oh, with this absolutely. Doing absolutely. But yeah. how fucking complicated does that sound just by that little snidbit? So... You know, it's like, like you the, can engineer show... your ship to be less susceptible to a QED. Like, what? You remember when they showed us the, the, the hammerhead? like layout schematic of like all yeah. the like pipes and stuff that they wanted to do and how they were only doing that to test it like imagine having to do that for all 200 ships yeah. holy crap yeah engineer dude have you played um have you played uh uh void crew yet oh dude this game is fun it's cool I'm not, we should no. play it all three of us yeah i'm serious that'd be yeah. fun i'd be it's, down it's like best i can describe it is sea of thieves in space with no pvp that's what it kind of feels like um, cool. and the engineering is fucking really cool. If the engineering is like this in star citizen, it'd be perfect. Um, but there's like, you can build structures on your ship, like turrets and stuff like on the fly, you can like turn things off and on. There's actual power management, like where stuff gets like overpowered and you have to like turn something off. Um, you yeah, know, like if you're not you in can, the turret, you got to remember to turn it off so you can use another thing because like the you're gravity, limited on power. Yeah, yeah. You can't use like the, the turret and also the, um, you know, uh, uh, whatever, the grav turret thing, whatever, at the same time. A tractor beam. Sorry, my brain isn't working. Uh, but it's really cool, like kind of the management and stuff. You know, you can uh, repair your ship on the fly. There's like pipes and stuff that burst that can like cause like damage to you and the crew. There's like actual venting systems. There's an EVA. It's cool. 
Um, and so, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was interesting. But, um, when I think of engineering and star citizen, that's kind of what I'm, I'm hoping for. Uh, and you know what the coolest part is it's multi-crew and every person felt important. Like there wasn't a, a time where we were playing it that I was like, Oh, like, Oh, we really don't need this person right now. Like this person has no job. Every yeah, person like felt by, yeah, it was like, yeah, it just felt, it felt like Sea of Thieves where like someone's got to be doing the, the sales. Someone's got to be shooting the cannons, Someone's got to be, you know, at the helm. Someone's got to be doing X, Y, Z, whatever repairs. That's what it felt like. And in my opinion, that's perfect multi-crew. That's perfect multi-crew. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's a fun little game. I don't mm -hmm. think that it's life-changing or anything, but yeah, we should definitely play it. That'd be fun. Yeah. For sure. But cool. Dude. Yeah, man. Mike, well, you got I'm anything else? We, we brought you on. That's that's all I got. I mean, we got our, our little stream coming up. Uh, so I know people will, I don't know when we'll post this. We, uh, as Saturday. far as yeah. you post it on Saturday. Okay. Sure. So yeah, it'll be not then, but we're going to be doing a little, uh, deep rock galactic. Yeah. We talked about it today. last week. Fantastic. So. Yeah, man. So it's going to be cool. Hell yeah. Dude. I'll morph. Fun, yeah. Thank you yeah, so man. much for coming on, dude. We appreciate your time. I know it's getting late there. Um, I, I know that, uh, you know, taking a, a chunk of your time is valuable. You're a busy guy. You got a full-time job. You got a wife, you got this uh semi part-time job so man we we really appreciate you coming on and taking the time yeah. uh you're someone who inspires us to make better content uh we we you know we talk about you frequently when we're talking about like star system creators and um dude you you're a gym in the star system community we don't deserve you so um Aww, yeah man, yeah i appreciate that 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 means a lot coming from you guys because we've been friends for a while now i feel like yeah. and and so like I, I what you guys say means something to me. I actually love watching both of your videos often to just kind of see, especially when you post like opinion videos, because I just want to see what your thoughts are on certain things. So how often are you yelling at the screen with me? Oh, uh, not not that often, actually. Okay, I okay. like I agree with like m like pretty much most of what you say. I mean, like we had a little bit of a disagreement with the whole season interior, but. Well, uh, but yeah. I didn't notice it until you showed it to me, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" Like uh, just <laughs> just before we head out, I, there was my favorite spot of this ship. Morph in his video just tears it apart, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, it is shitty." <laughs> Damn it! I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I will say this. So, like, why did I mention that? We didn't get to this in the video, and I mean, this is going a little bit longer, this but is, I. I this is a good point to bring up, though. I know where yeah. you're going with this. Why did I mention that I worked uh, worked at Star Atlas in that video? Why would why did I use that opportunity? Well, I've not mm -hmm. worked for Star Atlas for some months now. Um, the reason why I mentioned it then is, well, one, I have been so proud of the work that I did there. I was so happy with my time that I've just I I was itching for like an appropriate time to mention it, and because I was talking about this ship, about design and stuff, and actually one of the devs that I, I worked with worked on the hall a and like i know the developers who are working oh, wow. there like i feel like i have a more intimate knowledge now of like how things work the development process like the issues that they face and like specific details that you look to make better that like i started to see things i wouldn't have noticed before and mm -hmm. this definitely like the whole c wouldn't have passed muster for uh usually for for like cig and and like for c for sa uh, star atlas so like i think the issue is that 
I mean, I'm going to the Hull C review. I think that's an old ship and it got pa- like it slipped past. That that would be I think my it's guess. An it's old like, ship, and I yeah. think they're. I think it's it's in such a weird place where they even communicated it as we are not really truly delivering the ship and its features. We are just checking to see if it's going to destroy everything when we bring it in. And when yeah. it didn't, they were like full on marketing fucking. 35 whole C's in the in the video that you know cargo is loaded and unloaded automatically with fucking robots and all this shit in in their marketing and you're just like bro the, it's not even what doesn't even work and yeah. everything you're showing is un, like like listen Dude. star system videos are unrealistic this was one of if not the most unrealistic video I've ever seen from them. I know. It was crazy. Talk about talk about scams, dude. Like, in, in no joke. Like, I I hate to give CIG shit, but their marketing makes the game look so bad. And what I mean yeah. by that is, you see this <laughs> video and you're like, "Holy shit, dude! I want to play that game." Shit. Holy Me shit! Me too. I, when I see, it, I was like, "I want to play this game." And then you <laughs> open it up. Do, do you guys remember the No Man's Sky video where it's like, you know, the Jurassic Park? theme yeah and it's like then the harmonica comes in and it's like welcome to jurassic park and it's showing like expectation and it goes to reality and it's like and it's like the little t-rex walking around that's how it feels playing star citizen sometimes because like they set up these massive expectations even the 15 second trailer they did for 320 they're like massive pvp battles and oh you, you know, haven't seen the new one it's like two minutes now oh. i don't know what happened yeah, there's a two-minute one. Oh, God, I got to watch it. It's but just as bad. Dude, it's just like, it's it's so disappointing because, it, like, I talk about this is when, and this will be, you know, we'll, we'll end on this, but, you know, uh, whenever I, I think about Star Citizen in 318, I think actual scam. If you were to see the trailer that they put on, on YouTube and watch now, the video playable now it looks amazing very cool and then go download the game buy it download it play it you'd be like this is a scam like actually that's what i would have thought like what's the name of that game dead matter not dead, yeah, matter. dead matter dead matter okay dead matter yeah, the right. it, it, it's it's very similar experience Ugh. right i was and a partner for that game like i played I the alpha yeah i was gonna try and then i was like no I, I played it like I'm talking about like two years ago, two, three yeah, years yeah, ago. Me too. I was a partner for the game. I played the closed beta with other people who were partners, you know, and it was in a better state then than it is now. It feels like, um, yeah, it's, um, it can I don't happen know what ha- to anyone. I don't know what anywhere. happened. I don't know what happened, but, um, it's interesting, man, you know, gotta be careful, but, um, yeah, we'll have to see. I'm excited for the future of Star Citizen and potentially what could be coming out in 320. But um, for now, we're just, uh, I think we're just all kind of biding our time, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, Yell Morph, thanks for coming on, dude. A lot of fun. Yes. And Enjoy definitely we're going to play some Void Crew. We're going to play some Void Hell Crew. That yeah. game is so fucking fun. Yes. We'll have to play some. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm down like this week or uh, next yep. week for sure. But um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining again. Uh, if you guys are still listening, make sure to hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment on your thoughts on any topic. We read the comments, guys. Uh, I don't reply to all of them, but I read all the comments. And uh, like one person has convinced comments. me, one person has convinced me to replay The Witcher 3 and see if I can fall in love with it. Uh, because uh, yeah, they, they've convinced me. They had, they had some really good points. 
So shout out to you. But um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This episode is going to be live on Saturday. But um, we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for hanging. And this is the DSync Podcast signing off. Later, everybody.